Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is. Brooke, your ego is writing checks that this podcast cannot cash. My ego? Your ego. Specifically you, only you, not me. I don't know that one are you sure i always forget that that line is like within the first 10 minutes of the movie yes. and it is maybe the best written the best? line Ooh. in the movie okay i was gonna written, say that's a hot take not delivered i would say one of my favorite lines is get your butts above the hard deck like to bust your butt but i can't but i'm best seeing how written, many yeah no these are, these are well written lines <laughs> yeah what do you mean um let's see this gives me a hard on don't tease me i think that's a pretty well written line what that do you is think? the that is, that is insane very good it's insane that i don't that's think a i caught line. i don't think i caught that the first time that i watched this but i definitely did this time was this your first time watching it second oh my goodness so, what a reveal I, I was it how many times have you seen this honestly probably like four or five times i yeah. would say like yeah go i on, go off well let's Let's get into it before we get too deep. Call um, sign Solomon. Hi. Hello. I'm Brooke. Oh, yeah. We, we need we Banshee need Oh, Solomon. that's a good Is Banshee taken or no? I don't think so. I'm it's kind of like a female. I'm looking at them all right now, and there is not a Banshee. Yeah, because I think the only woman in Top Gun Maverick is Phoenix. So uh, there you yes, go. That sounds correct. Um, I am Jordan. Um deep depression gustafson no 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 let's jordan think. hellfire gustafson i think hellfire might be taken let's see Re- what no it's not okay um can i just run down these nicknames because they're all incredible and i, I... was really trying to introduce us but sure okay you go for thank it. you, you this is important so in top gun the nicknames that we have are maverick iceman goose viper jester cougar wolfman slider merlin sundown hollywood stinger chipper all great sundown i got the hollywood tag a lot in high school when i was like i'm gonna go to los angeles and be a filmmaker and i was like okay fucking mr hollywood mr hollywood i feel like it's a classic it's a classic yeah Yeah. top gun too though i will say these are kind of incredible rooster penny cyclone hangman hammer phoenix warlock payback fanboy coyote hondo and then my personal favorite bob <laughs> bob i want to know who fanboy like what fanboy, how did that I know. Fan, come about Fanboy's a good one Fanboy's a good one i know rooster is miles teller because it's yes. his son yes right uh-huh. phoenix is the one the woman, female the pilot girl. who yes. i don't remember her name who is glenn powell? powell i think that's the important thing let's say i will pull it up right now i do want a better nickname though i need one what's like you don't a... think hellfire is good i didn't get do you I with rain that? hellfire down i feel like i'm something well i was feeling like deep depression the depths oh. of hell you oh. know mm, sure i was trying to be nice and tie it to what you <laughs> what you wanted well, in the first no, place i didn't want that oh um, glenn powell's hangman I was just gonna say, that's fucking so good yeah is okay. there is there some some nautical specific a four square knot. Jordan or, or Anchor Gustafson. How about that? Because you like anchor oh, the podcast. Anch- mm. You know? Do I anchor? I feel like well, I derail. Cat size <laughs> Gustafson? That's actually better. I like that. Jordan Mizzen Mass Gustafson. Okay. Get swung off by the boom Gustafson. 
<laughs> um, this is a naval movie, and we are being naval right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. works. Okay, um, yes. It is supposed Who to be are one we? Word. Who are we? Hi, I'm Brooke Solomon. No, you're not. I'm Brooke Banshee Solomon. There we go. Jordan Capsize Gustafson. Thank there you. it is. Um, we love talking about cinema. Ooh. We love talking about being queer. <laughs> we love talking about queer cinema. Here we are talking about it on mic. This is maybe, dare I say, the most iconic film we've ever covered. This wow. is the movie wow. that when people are like, what's your fucking podcast about? I'm like, this movie. A Top Gun. Point Break is the other one I usually use. Neither yeah. of which we have covered until today. Bum, bum, bum. Because to celebrate the upcoming release of Top Gun Maverick, we are talking the 1986 classic Top Gun. Would you say that we are taking the highway to the danger zone today? Danger zone. You know um, are cool? you ready to take my breath away with this episode? Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say it right now. I hate that song. I'm just going to say it right now and that I'm just playing with the boys. Bodies working overtime, man against man. Mm, mm. Playing with the boys. Playing with the boys. <laughs> okay. I There's just, so much. Yes. We just need to get this like out there right away. Okay. So completely removing the homoerotic subtext from this film, you know, point break point blank Ooh, as a movie how do you feel about it because i feel like this is an important thing okay i agree it is fine i think it's a all right movie i think i'm very sort of nostalgic for it now yes even though i didn't have like a a proper nostalgic connection to this i'm like oh like it looks like a really good movie the grain the grain the sweat it's yes. just no everyone is very hot but they they don't look too like plasticky yeah. basically even though they're all like physical specimens yes. i don't know it's just it's like a really but i gotta say the it's so crazy because i actually think i like the fighter pilot business much more than i like anything else the plot but i'm not really like a fighter pilot gal gal so i would concur i feel like that's sort of my hang man up mm-hmm. uh on this is like i am so in on the homoeroticism and all of oh, the I mean, insanity of <laughs> within this movie but like you asked me to like tell you what happened sort of in the plot and i've seen this movie multiple times and i always forget that it's kind of just like a training camp movie yeah and it's like a recruitment tool you know what i mean yeah and then they go on one real mission yes at the end. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. And so seeing all of the reviews for Top Gun Maverick being so glowing and having it be better than the original makes me excited because it feels like it might be taking what I guess is like here and kind yes. of making it into something more coherent or like Mission Impossibleizing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like about Tom Cruise grappling with like his age and his place like in cinema as a movie star, which I think is great because... You know, I think that is like a very nice I- evolution I was just gonna say, of yeah. the form of like who he is in this movie. Well, um, this movie cements him as a movie star. I know. Like this movie, like without this movie, you don't have Tom Cruise colon like movie star. You know what I mean? You have yeah. risky business and everything like that. But this is the one that really makes him like the leading man, leading man. So nowadays he's kind of our last movie star. So for him to kind of have this arc and trajectory i think is super fascinating especially with this movie and like everything that came before comes after this movie clearly is like a fulcrum point for him for him to go back to so much later on you know yeah it's really interesting to think of him as like our last great movie star no matter like how you want to like interpret yeah that statement because it is like you know he is sort of like 
from a slightly different era that doesn't seem to be being replicated in the same way. Yeah. That's I'll be interested to see like the Young Guns and Top mm. Gun Maverick. We have not seen Top Gun Maverick as of We've this recording. We've not gone topped. Because... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we haven't. Uh, because some of us aren't film critics with early access. Why so are we, just we not have to sit here and can. think about it. But yeah, I uh, as much as I don't want to be like when... Tom Cruise retires, cinema dies with him. Like there is definitely that sense of like nobody is really doing it like no one does it for better or for worse. Yes, no, literally, no one fights tooth and nail to have a cinematic release like he does. Like that whole, you know, everything that got leaked from Mission Impossible where he was screaming and yelling. But it's honestly like true. Like he is kind of the last vestige of these superstars. And like the day that he would do like a TV show or something, I feel like would be the he day that. No, exactly. It would be like the day that movies died or something like that. Yeah. You know? Which, by the way, I feel like there has been. I've seen, and it's because like it's Emmy Bates season yeah. right now. Every A-list actor in the world is on yes. a TV show, and everyone's like, mm, "I can't believe people are going to TV." And it's like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing. No, no. But I do think there, and it goes beyond like literal cinematic scope. There are certain like character types and like evolutions and like types of acting yes. that are better suited to not just a cinematic movie, but like the length. And yes. like stuff like that. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. And Tom Cruise is just one of those people who is like meant to be one in of those movies. Ones, yeah, yeah. It's like him and Leo. Yeah, arguably and, and Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt right. Like I mean, trilogy. like who are? We've had this conversation before, but it's like there's not really anyone left. And so I think that this movie and Top Gun Maverick are just so interesting, working hand in hand. And this movie especially too, because I feel like its cultural legacy is so seismic for a myriad of different reasons. Whether it's you're a dad and you watch this movie and you're like, I fucking love when planes go fast and I love the military. Or you're like a gay and you're like, I love these fruity love boys the playing boys. beach volleyball. Yes. Or you're like one of us losers who are like, this is... Cinema! Like one of those like penultimate movies and like what well, it's good or bad or whatever it is, but it's just fascinating to just examine on like a cinematic level, you know? It's a very vibey movie before. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, actually in the heyday when movies were vibey, they um, it's very vibey. I, my cousins and like my uncle are, are obsessed with this movie. They're Shocking. sort of like entrenched in the military adjacent cinematic sphere so i'm uh very very impressed that they never sat me down and forced That's me to shocking. watch this i think that I'm when sure did you watch it for the first time i watched it i think either if it wasn't early covid it was like you know what it was covid because i think i watched it after mm. we decided to start the podcast and i was like i gotta watch yeah i see that i gotta see what it is like yeah. i think i watched it pretty soon after we decided that we were doing That's it because i was like i've never never even seen it like, right like i, I should probably know the one right yeah. yeah and i was like i was just prepared to like be blown backwards by like how gay it was and i i I was in a different Mm. way than i was expecting because it is like super mask yes very i was expecting more tenderness i think oh girl when i was young and naive and uninitiated (laughs) yeah i remember being like yeah that was okay i was truly i know coldest take ever but i was truly blown away by how many times they played both take my breath away and uh highway to the danger danger zone zone. three times 
in under an hour. Yeah. If anyone, if anyone cares, the listeners at home, I counted four times for oh, each. Oh my fucking for each. God. The fact that like Danger Zone <laughs> drops and then it drops again and then it, it drops yet again. again and then they bring it back for one last ride at the, the end. Um, I hope the first strains of Top Gun Maverick are just Danger Zone. Yes, they playing. have to be. They I have th- to I be. Think that they are because I think they do an homage to the the opening the opening sequence. Anyway, okay. when did you see this film for the first time? Do you remember? I do. I do. So let me paint a picture for you. So I'm a young boy living on Cape Cod, you know, as take that as you will, <laughs> uh, a closeted young lad. And I, you know, when you grow up on Cape Cod, no matter what socioeconomic class you come from, you're often on the water. Yes. And you're often sailing. So I was in a sailing school like class or I, whatever. I have heard this from you before yes I've told this story I don't know if on mic and so everyone who is a teacher or raced what's called they're called 420s so you start on an optics and then you go to 420s oh Blaze my it. god 69 nice <laughs> uh so like all the teachers and like the people who are older get like top gun call signs so yeah. they're like the head of everything was Merlin and then they were nice. all like the nicknames and so no one was Maverick and what you would win is the top gun award that was a fighter pilot helmet that had maverick on it oh okay which was a cool that like, is very it's a cool. very cool award yeah but you did you not make it so i of course little me was like i want a fucking nickname and yeah. so it was only for 420s and up like for instructors and stuff and so i had my parents so we watched top gun for the first time because my dad was like well they're doing this we should i should introduce you to the movie and i am like so i'm truly like so young at this point i have zero recollection of what the fuck is going on in this movie absolutely don't remember anything the number one thing i remember is tom cruise racing the fighter pilot and i remember just the beach scene just because it was just insane to me yeah and also i was like why are men playing in jeans like this feels so uncomfortable right yeah like that they're uh, playing in jeans i don't know why it's brooke it's insane it's not normal (laughs) It's not normal. I have also been searching for a pair of jeans my whole life that do fit me that well. That you don't have to wear a belt and they'll like stay up yes, while you're doing that volleyball. That will never happen. I, I don't think it's going to happen. No, never. That's yeah. my goal in life is to find a pair of jeans like that. But so watched it then. So then I quit sailing. So I never got Boo. to the level to get it. So, so sad. I would constantly see everyone. And then I had friends who kept with it, who got nicknames. So I never was able to get a nickname. I desperately wanted one. Would have killed to have been Goose. Would have killed to have been Hollywood. But I did not get either. Hollywood would have been. Would have fit me. Yeah. I know. I yeah. know. So that's my that was my Top Gun growing up. And it was really disappointing. And then I just saw it a few times in between. Again, the story never stuck with me. But other elements say, did. This is a little bit anticlimactic. Well, the thing is, like, <laughs> I feel like it was one of my earlier introductions to Tom Cruise. Right. And that's, I guess, my obsession and with it. And you are famously a, a member of the fan. Cruise Control. I am, as your shirt you gave me states. Yes. No, but Tom Cruise is, like, one of my favorite actors of all time. I love him. I love everything that he does on screen. On screen. On screen. <laughs> and this movie, I feel, you know, is the def- like one of the definitive Tom Cruise movies. And like whether or not it's a good movie or a bad movie, it's a Tom Cruise movie. And therefore, I find it engaging to watch. I mean, there's it's insane how many fans this movie has. It's crazy. Every yeah. dad loves this movie. Every dad ever. No, not um, one does not. Mm. Um, does your dad not like this movie? I don't think so. I'll have to ask him. Anyway, he doesn't um, take the I don't think he like hates it. But yeah. I mean, it's like 
<laughs> it's so funny to me. I just think that this this really is kind of like a perfect encapsulation of like the history of homoeroticism and queer content on screen because this is a film that like <laughs> it caused the U.S. Navy's like recruiter numbers to go up 500% yes. and is also like so many young men's sexual awakening and like yes. those two things seem to have very little overlap. Yes. I, it's just... Well, the thing is, as I, we've said before, there's nothing straight about the military. This is true. I think that like it's just a, a very perfect encapsulation of like because it's such a it's such a patriotic movie of america's Mm -hmm. fascination with like men and the male form and the male ideal and like Mm -hmm. dying for your country but like it's also one of the gayest movies ever made like do you it just how it works so perfectly in tandem yeah because of the blatant homophobia also within that community well yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah that's that's like a whole thing but it's just it it never ceases to amaze me there's uh, my letterbox review for this there is some quote i actually am pretty sure it was originally pulled from Tumblr. I should have looked it Shocking. up before. I feel like it might be a real quote, though. I don't know. But there's this whole <laughs> thing about how, like, men historically will construct, like, violent, <laughs> intricate ritual rituals in order to be close to each other. Like, yes. that's what wrestling is. Yes, yes. And, like, you know, WWE and, like, football and stuff like that. It's, like, the most masculine rituals that you can do involve, like, being as Getting close, close to as your humanly possible to another man. Not that that's a bad thing. No, no, it's no. It's a great it's thing. It's a perfect thing, yes. I think, like, I don't know. Okay, I, this is, this is the movie. Pinnacle of that's that, yeah. like, fellas. Recognizable. Like, is it gay? The military isn't gay. Why would you say the military? Right. Why would you equate these two things? Like, just because I like Top Gun doesn't mean I'm gay. And it's like, of course not. Right. But the intersection these between things. the two and the idea that, like, the sexiest and most intimate thing you can do is, like, just be with your boys, like, in a plane is just... Mere inches away, <laughs> butt to butt. Right? And, of course, like, aside from the volleyball scene and all the shower scenes and stuff like that, I just think it's a very fascinating relic to look at, like, the American ideal of masculinity and, like, potential implications to it and how, like, unless it's brought to the public's attention, Mm. those implications don't actually make people uncomfortable. Like, there are so many people that love Top Gun that are not like, oh, but, like, the homoerotic subtext like makes me a little uncomfy unless you bring it up and And then then it's like but the idea that like it's inherently it's a positive thing Mm -hmm. it's not a negative thing and it's like an a positive aspect of the movie yeah unless you bring it up no i think homophobia you're i think spot on and i think that's what makes this i feel like you know the piece de resistance of a you know movie with queer subtext yeah. and or honestly like text text is because it is so rich and because it is so caked into the movie and there's been you know this came out in 1986 and now we're almost 20 no th- how many years is that four 30 30 40 well, yeah, we're almost, almost 40, 40 years yeah. on for this movie, having had cultural conversations about it. Yeah. And for people to be able to like analyze this and recognize this and keep going back to it and seeing these different things. And I think that is what makes it so unique. And I think even from that, like you look at the creators behind it and sort of like how they have engaged with it and everything like that. I think there's just, you know, a whole bowling ball that a bowling we're ball going to dig into. Yeah. Why are we digging into the bowling ball specifically? 
because uh, I was just thinking about a ball rolling. Oh, again, okay. I should have said like a snowball. Got you. Or, uh, it's snowballing. A, uh, let's see, what are some other balls no. in this movie? All right. A volleyball. Well, there's a, there's an interview with Tony Scott, I think, That's, from the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You want to talk about it? Because you probably remember it better than I do. I watched it and I uh, didn't write anything down. Oh, but no. But I bet you did. Well, I think him and Jerry Bruckheimer have both sort of talked about this movie and have basically... Same with the writers and have kind of said that they intention they weren't intentionally going for any of the homoerotic subtext, but kind of giving it into the hands of the viewers. And it was kind of a progressive thing to say where it's like interpreting art however you want. And that's right. an okay thing. Yeah. And especially for this movie and how at the time they had no idea what they were going for. I think the writers was honestly more funny where they were like, it's a sports movie. We're hanging with the guys. That's what our intention was. Whereas Tony Scott, it was just more like, I'm making this movie and like, I, and basically like, you know, if you look at Tony Scott's filmography in general, coming from the commercial world, every single fucking thing he does is objectified and like hypersexualized yeah, and stylized. Awesome. Yeah. So that's why this movie, I feel like is just so inherently queer because you look at it and you're like, every single thing on screen is sexualized. The plane is sexualized. Tom Cruise is sexualized. Like there's not one thing that he's yeah. like, how can I make this fucking sexier? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like it, again, it really like speaks to something where this sort of disregard for like, oh, people might find this a little gay was disregarded during the production process right. because famously Tony Scott was fired three times from this movie. Insane. And one of the Insane. times, yeah, I know. Hilarious. Can you imagine him being fired three times and being like, you don't mean it. We're coming, it's fine. You don't come right His back. contract was literally terminated. And he was right. like, eh, I'll just keep shooting. I'll keep going. Um, but one of the times <laughs> that he was fired is because he like made Kelly McGillis's like costume and hair and vibe way too sexy. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we need to ground it, which like hilarious that I guess there was so much pushback that he literally got fired over that. Like Insane. what? But then um, it backfires even that into making her look more androgynous. Dude, I know. But the thing is, the thing, the thing, the thing. Is, is that like, I think what you said about him objectifying everyone is so true. And the fact that like this, you know, studio of presumably majority male executives was like woman too sexy men. I don't, who gives a fuck? I'm not, they look good. Like next, you know, (laughs) um, skipping over the fact (laughs) it's so true. She does look that scene of them in the elevator. Yeah. I heard, I heard, I read production wise that that was shot at like the end of production. So that's why like she's in like the hat, hat whatever, and yeah. everything. But like she looks like she's dressed like one of his his boys. boys. Yes. And that's yeah. when he gets attracted to her. I mean, yes. it's just it's really by something. accident or on purpose. Things just coalesced. It seems this and was so accidental, like 100%. the most accidental. That's the other thing is that like, I think that a lot of the time we'll be like, Oh, and this was so exciting. We had someone queer working behind the scenes, right. like trying to work this magic, trying to make something happen despite the evils of the studio system. And this time it's like <laughs> accidentally yes. just, it just tripped and yeah. the bowling ball slipped. Yes. And it kept rolling. <laughs> <laughs> no you're spot on oh god like it's so it's so funny how do you feel about tony scott i feel like since we're here i feel like a cool way for us to weave through would be like him bruckheimer free pro and then from there Chris. we can kind of spawn onto the actors and queerness yeah. then through Let's there because i feel like the whole the queerness i feel like just needs to be its own like subcategory oh and so divided it, into subsections i was gonna say like you have volleyball as its own 15 page chapter mm-hmm. you know yeah oh i agree great um but tony, tony i am scott. i am a fan of tony scott i are love... you a ridley or a tony 
Ridley. I'm a Ridley as well. Even though Ridley has like a uh, more movies. misses <laughs> than hits. Like the thing is that like Gladiator and mm. Thelma and Louise are two mm. of my favorite movies of all time, yeah, and that's not baby. even counting like Blade the Runner, aliens, the boy and alien. yeah. like you just keep going. It's kind of incredible. Um, the last duel, like you, the man <laughs> pumps him so much. pumps him out. I I do. I very much have a soft spot for Ridley Scott. However, I'm a huge Unstoppable fan, as you know. That's what I was- Trains I, going fast. When the train goes fast. Um, I credit Blank Check with introducing me to that movie uh, because Stoppable. It is so good. Yes. Um, anyway, are you a Tony Scott fan? You seem like a Tony Scott fan. Well, I mean, I do love when a camera gets moving and the momentum gets going. <laughs> so I do enjoy a Tony Scott vehicle. All of his posters are like just Insane. the actors' faces are blurry yes. because they're like, This is an action movie where things go fast. Yes. Whether it's the planes, whether it's whatever's going on in the taking of Pelham one, two, three. Yes. Um, trains, more trains. (laughs) I feel like, honestly, one, I feel like the biggest reveal for me of a a disappointment was when I didn't like True Romance because that felt like such a Jordan movie. I'm really shocked that you didn't like True Romance. I I actively really dislike that movie. I mean, written by Quentin Tarantino. Maybe we can blame him. Well, there's the whole through line where then Tarantino's whole, we're going to get there, but Tarantino was in a film and had a certain monologue that kickstarted a lot yes, of queer conversations. About this We're going to get there. Yeah. Put a fucking big pin in that. We'll put a pin in it. Um, yeah. But no, I, I love Tony. I think that he is sort of at the forefront of the what happened to blockbuster cinema. I think him and Jerry Bruckheimer from the 80s through the 90s sort of shifted the paradigm of how movies were made. Yeah. And like how movies were, you know, received by audiences for better or worse. I think that without them, you don't get the Michael Bay's of the world. I think there's a very clear one-to-one through Jerry Bruckheimer to yes. Michael Bay and Tony Def- Scott. Definitely. And so, no, I definitely like him. I think that he's made a lot of bangers. I can't say, but then, like, I'm such a Ridley sucker and Ridley makes movies that feel so deeply to me. As you were saying, like, Alien and Blade Runner and Thelma and all these movies, and I'm like, like Thelma these Louise are all perfect movies. Is such an impeccably made movie. Yes. It is crazy. But like, same with like Blade Runner and Alien. Yeah, like yeah. Alien is so Alien is a perfectly made it's movie. Fucking yes. execution. Yeah. It's kind of insane. Also, I would argue that Gladiator is a perfectly made movie too. Oh my god, yeah, it's amazing. Yes, I think that Ridley. If we're saying like who makes better movies, but who I don't know that gets your fucking juice going. Who gets the juices flowing? Tony gets it going. I also like I don't know. I just think that there's nothing wrong with like just making relatively good, if not dumb, dumb movies. action yes. movies. Agreed. Like do it we need that and i cinema needs that there's always i don't know there's just a certain level of like professionalism to his action movies like it's not as like egregious and kind of like roided up and like Mm -hmm. the way that michael bay is Mm -hmm. for the most part like i think there's like a level of like we're all here to do a job that i really do their jobs well yes (laughs) he loves when people do their jobs well i think that's a really good point and i also think that he's not homophobic which I think also no. might make his movies better. Always. I mean, I that that uh, interview with him, like from behind the scenes, right. the top one, where he's talking about the beach volleyball scene. He's so casual about it. He's like, yeah, and then we just decided we should like really just oil, oil them, them up, up and just kind of <laughs> go for it. And yeah, you know, it was a good time. Right. <laughs> he's just like, he's just fucking he's, vibing. He's just vibing. Yes. And I, I do think that like, I don't know, the worst part about Top Gun I would say is the romance and like 
I don't know, the plot. The plot. The, the plot's plot not is the worst part. Terrible, but But I it's don't a forgettable. Know. It's very forgettable. Like you don't remember the like I you remember the scenes, but you don't actually remember what is going on in the scenes. You know what I mean? Like I remember the the, the snipes yeah. and like all the dialogue and like the way that it's shot, but you yeah. I walk away and I had literally texted you this and I was like I what happens what again? Happened. I I think I do think that part of why Top Gun was such a an excellent um military recruitment uh video <laughs> essentially is because it feels like authentic yeah. as most Tony Scott movies do. Right, Unstoppable, the train goes fast, but like there's so much like train like lingo that yeah. you're like, oh yes. yeah, the different stops. Uh-huh. Like I get it. It kind of makes you want to like go run a train. Yes, and I think that Pull like that fucking break, bro. Oof. Uh, when they go around the corner super fast. Mm. <laughs> fucking so rules. <laughs> um, I, but I think that like <laughs> Top Gun is, is the same and that yeah. you're like, that looks like something I could do because they're laying out the steps that I How need in yeah. order to do it. And like, it mostly takes place in training. So it feels like, okay, I'm not going to be like going right. and dog fighting the Russians or whatever right, right off exactly. the bat. Like I can go hang out with the boys and play volleyball. Which is where I think that this movie is like, what's so fascinating about it is because it is not a fucking war movie. Like they're not in Vietnam. They're not like fighting Russians or anything. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, cause it is training. That's why it's on one hand accessible on one hand is Navy propaganda. But on the other hand, you're like, I don't remember any of this like what is this like who cares like there's not i don't mind that though because i much. famously dislike war movies but yeah. what is kind of hilarious about that is that tony scott uh, allegedly thought that he was essentially making like his apocalypse now Incredible. when he signed on to make this perfect which, I, why would you think that with the script <laughs> but, i don't know brooke it seems pretty similar they're entering the heart of darkness like, the beach <laughs> with the boys I don't know. And this was so early in Tom Cruise's career. Like, did you really think so you were get him to like unhinge and like go deep right. Magnolia style? Like it's not happening. I do love that Ridley introduced Tom to Tony, mm-hmm. which is the biggest fucking flex as like a, a brother, like two iconic brothers and being like, look, I have this guy, Tom, Tom in legend. Like, I think he might be a something. You should go meet my brother, Tony, to talk about Top Gun. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool you just made the biggest movie star of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. That but should be the biggest flex on his career. <laughs> it's so, and Tom Cruise is, he's such a baby. He's this. so small. He's so this. small. He's so small. Um, I think he's great in this movie. He's um, For what he is supposed to do. It makes yes. total sense. I forgot how much I buy him. Not necessarily as like a wild card. I mean, he is a wild he's card. He's a maverick. But as someone who just won't, fucking listen to yes. anybody <laughs> his ego is off the charts yeah his ego is writing checks his body can't cash yeah they knew they all knew so fucking good. even now like what i guess it's five years into his career yeah yeah i always forget that he's in the outsiders wow no yeah i know um, with, those, with those teeth yes but anyway so it like it makes perfect sense yeah. and uh that's why i'm interested to see him kind of like grapple with that like 35 mm-hmm. years later i also this movie is like endlessly not necessarily quotable. Well, it is, but like Definitely quotable. It's it's very easy, I think, to like make a parody of this movie just for fun. When yes. I was watching this with my lovely boyfriend Evan, like every five minutes we'd be like, "God damn it, Maverick, <laughs> you're too good. You're a wild card, but you're but too God damn, damn we good. love you. <laughs> God damn it, Maverick, you might have committed murder, but God damn it, you're a good boy. We gotta get you back. I'd ground you right now if you weren't such a damn good." pilot like the, the, the entire it's the film um and it's great i wouldn't have it any other way my man the commander stinger when he's like munching on the cigars oh sweat yeah sweat pouring down his bald ass head so he's like maverick I'm, i gotta reprimand you but 
God, the look on your face. I think I goddamn love you. We don't tolerate rule breaking here, which is why you're getting off with a, a promotion firm warning this time. Also because it's all his dad. He's like, I flew in the military with yes, your pop. I know. He was a good man. While he takes off five consecutive pairs Sunglasses. of aviators. <laughs> How much money do you think that this game gave to the aviation industry? Apparently, like, actual sales went up after the release God of this movie. damn. Yeah. I remember yeah. I wanted aviators because of this movie. They look cool. They're so, I mean, it's, like, it's so iconic on so many levels. The flight suits, the aviators. Yes. This is, like, the a classic. The fucking helmets. Like, when they yes. take off his goddamn masks and he's, like, I'm blah, 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 and he puts it back on. That's cool. <laughs> it's cool when they take the masks and off. And they have the cute little, like, decorated helmets. Yes. Arts and Crafts Day. We, um, <laughs> we should have known. These are music. Musical the theater boys. gay boys. Um, they sing karaoke. <laughs> they do. They all sing. It's like literally like a Hail Caesar scene. It's great all these boys the singing together in a bar. Yeah. That's Hail Caesar. Yeah, it's great. I love uh, that scene. It's so cute. Meg Ryan lighting up every room that she's in. Baby <sighs> Miles Teller. Meg Ryan <laughs> or, debut. I know. Is it the? Is she like the most beautiful person ever? Yes, and she's so good she's in so, this movie. But she's um, so fucking she's good. She's so There's magnetic. that line she has to Goose. I wrote it down because it's so hot. Where she goes, "Take me hey, to Goose. bed yep, and you're lose big me stud? forever." <laughs> fucking Sorry, that <laughs> shit rules. Didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, that yeah. is the juice. <laughs> I need that in my life. She is adorable, and I, I feel the first time that I watched this, surprise, surprise, I did not know the Goose died. So she showed up. I was like. Oh, this is so cute. Goose fucking kicks in, like, the a bucket. I was like, <laughs> the hell? Good Why would they do by that? Goose, though. Oh, I think that Anthony Edwards, this yeah. movie fundamentally does not work without Anthony Edwards. I concur. Goose. Specifically him. Yes. I feel like it's so wild because people will often walk away from this movie being like Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Ooh. I would say that Val Kilmer's in this movie way less, especially on this watch. I was like, he's yeah. kind of not really in this he's movie that much. He's just that iconic. His bite, the gift. I mean, Brooke. So good. He's so, so hot. Yes. You, know I, you know I love his him. You know I got movie, a soft spot for him. third movie. He, he had the juice. He had um, the juice. If we want, everyone had the juice. Like, it's kind of insane, his career. We've obviously talked about him late stage career with, yeah. you know, Kiss Kiss. And we've talked a little bit about, you know, Batman Forever, which cements him. I was going to say Batman. But, like, it's this is his third movie. Then he has his The Doors, Tombstone, True Romance, Batman, then he. And it's kind of like one of the greatest runs ever. Yeah. Because Batman Forever is a good movie, and yes. he is good in it, and he is fantastic and I in will it. Yes, hear no other argument. Absolutely yeah. not. I no. yes, especially like I love that he kind of spins off and does stuff like Tombstone. I mean, you know, I got a soft spot mm-hmm. for the Western, but like, remember when like people who were actually on the way to being movie stars would just kind of like pop off and make a weird yes. genre movie and yes. then like come back. Mm-hmm. The fuck, and lead a movie, isn't that cool? Bring it back. Yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. This is. Brooke, this is a turning point in American cinema. Yeah. For better or worse. There's uh there's this article in GQ called The Day the Movies Died, which is about like the 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 mm-hmm. commodification and like commercialization yeah. of movies and like Top Gun is very heavily cited. Yes. Which makes sense. Like you said, Tony Scott like is coming from commercials. Commercial he has world, this yep. very like glossy, like we're selling this film, it's a product. Everything and it is, is a product, sexy. it's a product for the Navy. Yes. Like the Navy was fundamentally involved they forced rewrites of this movie yeah goose was supposed to die via literally anything that is slightly more dynamic than him hitting his head on a piece of equipment yep um and the navy was like nope no no 
know. Can't say that our shit's unsafe. Can't say that we make bad <laughs> calls. It has to be just a really terrible, Awful random death. accident. Yes. Yeah. Kelly McGinnis can't be in the Navy because there's no fraternizing with, with women. women in the Navy. Yeah. Even though she was based on like a real person. Insane. So stupid. Dumb. Anyway. Ugh. It feels so lame to be like, oh, I don't know about Kelly McGinnis in this movie. Like, I think that she is like very good. Yes. I, that character is just. Like, just she's kind of a nothing. I know. But for Kelly- it feels like I. Yeah. You know, what are we going to do? Yeah. It was 1986. Am I really expecting strong female characters from an action movie? No. She does come out as a woman in real life to be gay, which maybe fuels this performance? Question mark? Good shit. Maybe. Yeah, there is like that level of like androgyny to it. And, you know, she, if we're going to talk about Top Gun, she's Mm -hmm. very much like Tom Cruise's superior in every way. He likes that. He's into it. Yes. Um, And like she denies his advances initially Mm -hmm. as like a power move, which he's super into. Right. Um, And then I, I like that she never kind of like lets up even though i truly hate that motorcycle scene when he chases her yes. in the car and then she's like i just can't hide the fact that i'm catching feelings for you and it's like why what does he truly, bring to the table he nothing he is a young hotshot maverick i mean he's a cutie pie but he is cute is this the cutest he's been i is he cuter in risky business maybe maybe this might be the cutest Tom Cruise. I'm sure he would not be pleased to hear us call his performance in Top Gun cute. cute. <laughs> he probably hates it. He's a wild card. He's, He's a, a hotshot. He can't be controlled. Um, Nuts. I think he's just like a little baby. Like I can't. He's so small. Uh, he's not so small. see him that well, cause way. Because you look at him now and you're like, wow, so much has changed, but also so much hasn't changed. And also they're all supposed to be like young, young. guys. They're young. They're, they're going to school. Yes. Yes. They're in a school. They're in training. So there I was think a review on Letterboxd I saw, and I, I don't want to say it's Fran. It might be Fran. But they said that this needed more everybody wants some energy. I mean, and I have never deeply related <laughs> to a letterbox review more. Because I feel like that movie obviously is gay and we will cover it if it crossed a thousand screens, which it most likely did not. Well, let me check. Glenn Powell, check of course. Glenn Powell, I was gonna say. In both movies. Yeah. But this movie I feel like needs more of that hangout energy that and is it, like pulsing through that movie like versus said, this movie. Yeah. It's a pretty good like vibes movie, but it does have to have like an actual plot right um so it's fine i will say though <laughs> i think let's do a little bit of pre and a little bit of prod prod, prod. Uh, let's do and it and then we'll dive into other things but yes. i feel like jerry bruckheimer is kind of one of the biggest producers we've ever covered and i think he's kind of integral at least in my life i mean that jerry bruckheimer logo is truly one of the greatest things ever you're going along the highway oh my god what's that lightning <laughs> <laughs> a tree catches on fire. Um, uh, but I think that he is sort of one of those game changers, you know, Absolutely. in Hollywood. And like, obviously other films of his have had homoerotic subtext, like with American Gigolo, Flashdance, even Pirates of the Fucking Caribbean. I was going to see, I was going to say Pirates, hello. Yeah. You look at all of his movies like National Treasure, Armageddon, Black Hawk Down, Con Air, The Rock. It's like such a specific brand of blockbuster filmmaking blockbuster that, action for men yes but like for, for tnt men. men not for boys no. not for like everybody this is not men. your fucking fruity cousins yeah. fucking movie this is not a family affair absolutely this not is no for men yeah. and these movies don't Definitely. kind of exist anymore like ultimately you know he's still producing movies but right. do we really have this high octane sort of triumphant american jingoism kind of blockbuster anymore i mean the bad faith argument is for me to be like 
Um, do we now need that? we can't do it because you would get canceled right. or like, do we really need to see right, men right. being men? But like, I do think that like it, honestly, honestly, yeah. it's disappeared maybe in the way that like the big budget studio rom-com has disappeared. Yes, and that like, it just doesn't pull enough of that audience. Yes. And it like does have that sort of like quote unquote limiting nature that big studio rom-coms had where it's like, right. well, you're going to get a lot of people like those movies were making fuck ton of money, money but you're not going to get everybody right exactly. and if you can't get everybody you you can't get if anything you can't make a billion dollars at the box office with this movie what are you bringing why to the even table? try right yeah even though you're making hundreds of millions of dollars and like i think that the crazy combo which is why it, i'm so excited to see that like top gun maverick is having like this huge like imax level yeah. like opening but like the the crazy correlation between like ip craze and like the steep decline of movie theaters is fascinating where it's yes. like just because some first look photos just came out you have like enchanted which made think of the same thing like Brooke. mid six figure yes mid, not huge, big, but like huge money a lot of money yes not that long ago and the sequel is going to disney plus yes. and it's like what yes. what yeah it's crazy and that's like not that's something that like deserves a sequel like represents like uh, an opportunity to bring back a genre of movies that like are not that much around yep. by all accounts has been like extremely well done and right. like well received and like the nostalgia is at an all-time high and they're like disney plus Gonna i guess it. yes yeah it's i mean because of streaming like yeah that's how everything's gone and i think like if you look at honestly his filmography and sort of the morals and the american quote unquote standards that he has i feel like taylor taylor sheridan has sort of swooped in and become our modern day representation of that, but I on totally the TV version, agree. and he's he's just like a TV. And it's just TV now, yeah. right? It's like obviously he had movies, but now it's the Yellowstone, Yellowstone nineteen thirty three, Yellowstone six six six, Yellowstone fucking who knows what. Do you, you know, know what, what is so sad? Yellowstone six 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 is about an actual ranch in Texas and not a the supernatural. Devil? That's like Western <laughs> spinoff, which is obviously what I wanted. I was like, this is just about like a an actual ranch. That's actually the it's, most disappointing thing you fucking ever said on this podcast so sad i know i think that that is such a good call because taylor sheridan right? is like i make media for, for men. men yes i make media for men yes men. i'm harrison ford is coming to do my show yeah and that is what we're doing kevin costner right like sam elliott like the yes. the pinnacles and even his like i mean i i mm, i feel middling about those who wish me dead but like even that which is like an angelina jolie yeah. star is this kind of like throwback like yes a movie a 90s action, action movie it seems yeah. like something that maybe tony scott would dabble a hundred fucking percent yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and i mean i think i just have it on the brain just because i recently watched obviously the unbearable weight of massive talent but then i also in doing that then did like a little dabble in the cage 90s movie so i did like yeah. a con air and stuff like that and Some it was national like, treasure yeah and it's like these are movies that i do love to watch but that that will never kind of come back and for better or worse but it is just such an interesting gone in 60 thing. seconds right exactly yeah. so yeah i don't know i just grew up with the bruckheimers just because of pirates and yeah. then all those movies so then reacquainting yourself so many years later is so fascinating and like looking at it through a new lens especially a queer lens is so interesting because you have him he's a republican and you have him representing the american morals and then at the exact same time as you had mentioned before making this extremely queer movie and producing right. it and having zero real realization of that yeah which is honestly better than him like disowning right. top gun or yeah. anything but i, I mean, think you could if you could make too so much money yeah, you can't I know, even disown I that. yeah but i think like this is a, an interest a good time to bring up that apparently top gun maverick even if i'm sure we can 
you know, eke a little bit yeah. out of it. But it, it appears to be like radically less homoerotic. Yeah. And I would be interested to see if it's like, okay, we can't do that. Because like mm. now it's like, you know, a sensitive Because they talked about it. Or if they're like, nah, mm. don't want that shit near my action movie. There are two schools of thoughts. I agree. I don't want to say that it's the second. I feel like it might be the second. I think that this movie is so flagged as homoerotic that... It is the homoerotic like movie, movie that yeah. is not intended to be that way. Exactly. Like, it is the like poster child for that. Yeah. And I think that so. Tom, I love him, but I think that given all the conversation around it, yeah. I think that the studio, given all the conversation around it, they didn't want to accidentally make something like that. So they knew like, let's take a step back and just like strip it down to be an action movie versus being a hangout movie with the boys. Yeah. And there's certain obviously elements of like Top Gun Maverick. They like have the beach volleyball you have scene. To. It's like a bunch of hotties, like yes. hot, young, very fit men. Like they're certainly not a complete reversal where it's like totally neutered for lack yeah. of a better word. But there is definitely, I think like a conscientious step that like, fuck, we like can't do that again. Right. But just to give you a sense of like what Jerry Bruckheimer is up to now, he has talk on Maverick. He had bad boys for life in 2020 Gemini man before that he has secret headquarters, sure. um, which is an Owen Wilson, Michael Pena, Jesse Williams, like superhero movie. Um, I think it's like a family flick. Like a spy Um, kids almost. Maybe. Um, And then he has Young Woman in the Sea, which is going to surprise, surprise, fucking Disney Plus. That's the the Daisy Ridley uh, Uh, swimming biopic. And then he has the fucking fucking National Treasure for Disney Plus as well. Right. Dude, I fully forgot that they were making a National Treasure TV show. Without Nicolas Cage. With nobody With that I Riley. recognize. The Riley, oh, Riley Justin Barkley is coming back. Also, yeah. apparently, Captain Zeta Jones is in this. We may be tuning in. That sounds kind of For hot. my queen. Let's go. <laughs> is she reprising her role from Chicago? <laughs> I, I guess I guess so. Shout out to Justin Bartha, a.k.a. Riley from National Treasure. Carried that film on his fucking back. Uh, I would say Nick Cage contributed. Contributed. However, but Justin Riley's Bartho my favorite character. Was great. He was mine as well. Um, I famously, I think my, I think that I permanently scarred my parents when we were watching after watching National Treasure one time. My mom was like, "Oh, Brooke, you haven't seen this since you were like a little kid. What did you think?" And I was like, "I think Diane Kruger deserves an Oscar for having to pretend to be attracted to Nicolas Cage on screen." Oh and my parents were like, "Oh my god, like you came for what's wrong throat. with you?" <laughs> Jesus, Brooke. No disrespect to Nicolas Cage, who I love, but he's such a like a terrible character in that movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's been off Benjamin discussed. Gates. I don't want to get into it, but it's just he's just so rude to her the entire yes, he movie, he's and an like asshole. never treats her like an equal, even though she knows so much more. So than him. much more, and it's always like, we just shut up, and then an hour later, she's like, I want to make babies with you. I love her so much. Ridiculous. Though. Who is so? His dad is John Voight. John right? Voight, and yeah. his mom isn't it Helen Mirren? Yes. Right? They go in the second one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think so. Glad I got that down. Yeah. Wow. Anyways. Anyway. So Top Gun production. Back to Top Gun. Let's see. Matthew Modine, I think this is important, turned it down because he didn't agree with the politics. I think that's interesting that they knew about the politics. He felt the film's pro-military stance went against his politics. A king. Interesting. A legend. We love Um, to see it. I well, the thing is that young Matthew Modine is a snack. A hottie. But like it would have been crazy if this was him instead of Tom Cruise. It would not it would fundamentally not work. I uh, like Matthew Modine. I think he's better as a goofy boy. Yeah. I, I, he would be a great goose, actually. Yes. He would be a oh, bro, good call. Yeah. 
I, you were just saying young, hot Matthew Modine, and that is the, one of the hottest movies ever made is Married to the Mob with yes. young Matthew Modine and Michelle and Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. She's married to the mob. <laughs> a bisexual dilemma when you're married, but you're also married to the mob. Which to do the you mob. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. The way that they shot this, obviously, how do you, I mean, like, it is truly one of the cool, like, when the action juice gets going, it's so fucking cool. Like, Tony shoots it in such a beautiful way. Like, I like when the planes go zip zap. I like when we flip over. Big it plane looks go fucking fast. cool. Yes. It's good. It's very good. It I think rules. that the action is incredible. I really actually love the opening sequence, even yeah. though it might be three and a half minutes too long. goes on forever. But, okay, so can we, t- can we tell the check story? Yes. Because it's the best story. That's, okay, so. I was thinking it too. You, you tell it. No, you go. This is you. All Brooke, right. This is you. Okay, so. They were shooting on an aircraft carrier on like a a ship, basically. And it was like the USS Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going where to boldly go where no men have ever gone before into each other's pants. Um, Okay. So, (laughs) I mean, you know that all gay fanfic and gay culture can be traced back directly to Kirk and Spock. Yes. Like directly. I'm not even kidding. I, I literally, it went through my head and went right out. This, how did they not realize the USS Enterprise? How did they not realize? It's all how there. Gay this the movie signs is? were there. Okay, so, but yes, yes, they were shooting on a boat, a very large boat, and Tony Scott wanted to shoot this like now iconic, like golden backlit sunset silhouettes of all the plans taking out taking off and landing stuff like that um but there was one little problem the ship was facing the wrong direction <laughs> and it would cost 25 is 2500 or 25000 $25, $25, $25, dollars to turn the ship around to do that in terms of like manual labor and like time lost and tony scott was like one sec let me just right check goes quick. over to his little satchel scroll, takes scroll, out a checkbook scroll. writes a check for $25,000 hands it to the captain they're like okay here we go. We're going to turn the ship around. <laughs> and I think that he, I don't know if it was ever cashed. Like, I think that he might have been like, okay, give me that back. By the way, turn the ship. <laughs> he, sne- he sneaks and takes it out of the Pretty incredible pocket. that he wasn't fired four times for that stunt. Truly yeah. insane. Um, I, Tom, I mean, that's the yeah. baller shit you have to do, though. That's that's why he's a G. Tom Cruise apparently told that story at Tony Scott's funeral, which is such a great move. That's I would amazing. like someone to tell a story like that about me. And my funeral. I'll tell something about like that during our podcast. Fucking baller. Yeah. yeah, something really cool really and cool awesome that I did while I was so Brooke, sitting like, in your apartment. Once did this really cool thing while we were recording a pod. I don't know if you guys know what that is anymore. I like flipped the microphone and like caught it in midair. <laughs> I don't know. There's what I just sit here. Yes. Um anyway. But you sit here? Good. Thanks. Yes. Sitting the no, that, fuck out of this chair. That's a goddamn incredible story. I mean, I love it so much. It's I feel like that's just emblematic of this movie and like how goaded everybody on set was and how much they wanted just to make this movie look sexy and cool. And that's the that's why it does it. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Yeah, and I think that like Ugh, this movie is, I think, better served for being ingrained with the Navy because there is just this sense of, like, everyone is there to do the same thing. Like, yeah. it's a very apolitical movie, but a very pro-military film at the same yep. time. Like, you're never actually fighting someone in particular. No. It's just America versus whoever Anybody. the enemy is. Yes. Like the literally capital the, T, capital E enemy. The enemy. And yes. like everything that is not on American soil is like quote unquote in international, international waters, waters or something. Like right. it, there there's no sense of like this is 
it's not a political conflict. Right. It's just America as like a military industrial yes. complex. It's, it's the it's, 80s and Reaganism yeah. like summed up into a movie. Yeah. And like the combination of like, I, I mean, I cannot believe that Take My Breath Away won best song. Da, da, fucking da, Oscars. Da, da, da. I truly cannot stand that song. But da. Highway to the Danger Zone slaps. But like. But the, also we have not even mentioned the score. Which yeah. The score is rules. also great. Great da, 80s da, score. Da, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Very iconic. Yes. Like so iconic that when the score was playing, I was like, I didn't actually realize that this was like the Top Gun score. Yeah. But then you know what that they do with that score also is they play it like five times. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just the same riff. Yes. Over and over. It's the same thing. And it very it pairs very nicely with Highway to the Danger Zone. It does. It does. Um, Anyway, I think Highway to the Danger Zone rips. It's a fucking banger. It's to me much more so than Take My Breath Away is the perfect encapsulation of what this movie is because it's like, you are cool. You are in the danger zone. Like you are a red blooded American male, but it's a song about, I don't know, doing random shit. Like it doesn't have any stakes. And I think like this movie taking so much in training and like the only real casualties being like, oops, like shit happens. Like nobody gets shot or anything. You would think there would be a shooting. There's there's really not even very many guns in this movie. It really is just about like you too can come cosplay as a military pilot. Uh, if you want to, uh, wink, wink. Wink. If there you are wanna. aviators in volleyball, uh, and a you can really, live your heteronormative dream. Really nice locker room. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fascinating to me. It's so, it's oh so my god! The point you made also though with the scores and songs is though like Highway to the Danger Zone is so cool, but then you go to like Kenny Loggins and it's like not like uncool. It's cool, but it's like so funny the four like contrasts that they have going at the same yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like. The volleyball scene, like, playing with the boys, boys versus boys. boys. You're like, this shouldn't be cool, but it's working. You know what I mean? It's cool, but it is very interesting, I think, to watch it retrospectively because it is super cool. The whole movie is so cheesy. So corny, yes. Incredibly cheesy. I think, most of all, the romance is just, like gag worthy <laughs> do you not want to be sung to at a bar by a bunch of sailor men that is maybe the most charming aspect of it there's it obviously like classic like vaguely predatory 80s flirting yep. tactics yep. like following someone into a bathroom yep. and like telling them they want you want to fuck them against the counter <laughs> you know how it goes does that not work um <laughs> that hasn't had a strong a positive effect for you in the past but um like you know, I don't want to, I don't mean this at all as clowning on Tom Cruise. Cause like we said, I think that this movie maybe had a lot of negative impact on certain aspects of his image yes. that I've I don't think forward. that it should have. But the sex scene is, I, I can't, I can't watch it. it it's painful. I can't it do is it. Bad. Yeah. It is deeply awkward. I do not find it sexy. I know that it is like way more salacious than anything we would actually see today but i cannot do it i have a question it's not it's nothing to do with tom cruise i just want to say that anyway what is the sexiest you think he's been because i actually have an answer and i would like that it's interview with the vampire wow that is a take because he looks insane in that well that's the thing is like it's i don't i don't mean sexy like him as a like as an object i think that's what i'm saying like a sexual being where you buy him as a sexual being do you know what i mean yes like there's movies where he's like sexy and there's movies in which like he's hot or like you know what i mean or there's like movies where he's in love with like nicole i was gonna say i was definitely like oh 
Tom Cruise in uh, Jerry Maguire. Mm, um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. So, I mean, okay, I, like, that's very maybe classic. The sexiest, yeah. I know, but, like, I just, I, that is maybe the only movie where the, I am a cute child and this man is going to bond with me was like, it works it so well. Works in Brooke, it works so well. well. I, and that sh- shit usually does not work on me. That but mo- like th- that whole movie is a movie of this should not be working. It should not and be working. Works. Why is it working right yes, now? It's 15 movies in yeah. one. And you're like, I love all of these movies. Yes. And they do it again with the vanilla sky. And you're like, Oh, I don't know if it's working as much. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, you saw my come. Oof. I swallowed your cum. That, that means something. Means something. <laughs> what if you said that? To, to Every Goose? time I say I that swallowed line, your sweat, it meant something. It makes me uncomfortable, but I can't not say it if Vanilla Sky is invoked. Yes, so. no, it's there deeply unsettling. Um, yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> but no, I agree. I <laughs> think like it's hard to buy him as like a sexual. I just don't buy them together. No, I don't absolutely think not. They have good chemistry. Well, the chemistry is between Goose and Maverick, it's and Goose and uh, sorry, and Maverick, Maverick and Ice Man. Yeah, it's Goose and Maverick have the most beautiful relationship beautiful ever boys. not a single problem between the two of them the the scene when they're kind of like in their bunk and they're talking about like their future i literally paused it and i was like yeah why is he looking at him like that yeah like it the glances it's honestly in this movie. like touching yes but it's extremely romantic it's like the, deeply deeply romantic. everything between yeah. the two of them is extremely romantic it's they are partners both in the sky and like with each other in yeah. love and like he they need to be so you, it, literally they have to be so in sync with each other <laughs> yeah that like nothing can break their bond like they have to be inches from each other they have to have each other's backs yeah you know what i mean and each other's butts so yes they do uh, like the fact that they are each other's literal wingman in the sky but also like on land and that like they help each other like score or whatever um there is a line where maverick is talking about like oh he's so in love with charlie um like oh i met someone oh like oh it's so exciting and goose goes a woman this time or something like that um i didn't even catch that one i don't really know what that's supposed to mean it's a it's like a very interesting throwaway line, but it made the final cut. It's in there. But the idea is that like nobody knows them better than right they know than each, each other. other. Yes, no, a hundred percent. And I mean, like, I think that is what you know. I think we could be there. Is like that is so much about the queerness of the movie. Is yeah. the two of them like one of the queer scenes also is like post Goose's death. Like Maverick is like distraught and it's just like in his underwear in the locker room, like like unconsolable. Yeah, and the only way that he is calmed down is from this heartbreak of a man is when like another man comes in and like caresses his back and like tells him that it's okay. That's going to be okay. Yeah. It's like all of these things revolve around him. And like so much of like Iceman is like the, the tete-a-tete that they have is because they're both trying to one up and like be the number one on the board. But at the, the same alpha. time, like they realize I could also be your wingman. Like, could you be my wingman? Like that leads to the final fucking line where it's like, you can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Yeah. And it's like, that is what the whole movie is kind of building towards is like, can you find your partner? Yes. Can you overcome heartbreak to like right. find a new partner? Because like the whole uh, Maverick and Charlie subplot is like absolutely nothing. nothing. Like even after Goose dies, like they don't even fucking talk to each other. He goes and meets with his, you know, his like superior Viper. Yeah. 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 Sure. The guy who's like, oh, your father. Your dad um, was a good pilot and <laughs> you goddamn murdered someone. Good pilot Maverick. But um, guess what? <laughs> we need you back. <laughs> Just when you thought you were out. We gotta, gotta pull, pull you, you back, back in. in. 
<laughs> anyway, oh, um, there's nothing but, better. But he goes and he's basically like, "Can you be my surrogate father for a yes. moment? Like, I can't deal with this. Yes. Like, I need, I need to, I need my like manhood." Basically, he wants to like, be like reprimanded, reinstated. Yeah, ooh, ooh. In many ways, lots to unpack ooh. there. I mean, it truly is uh, hilarious to me that after Goose dies, very sad that Maverick essentially shirks all of his character development by suffering a personal tragedy. Like this whole fucking film is yep. supposed to be to him leading the fact that like he is too reckless and he's going to get someone killed one day and does that happen no, no. because of like the navy interference yes. and like a bunch of other stuff it's just that like it was an unhappy accident that he then blamed himself for which is ridiculous because he's never blamed himself for anything right except i understand when it comes to goose because like they I were would in love, love and goose they had too. a, a yes. deep intimate Anthony, relationship my God, yeah but like the and then he's just sad and they're like it's okay guy and then he comes back and like does the shit that they've been telling him not to do for yes. the whole movie and wins. And then and also like, in Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> he's still a Maverick and it still seems that he has had no character development. But I think that like Maverick, the film, is yeah. actually using that to their advantage. They're oh, like, totally. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like why like, have are you, you not okay? grown up and been a man? I like, yes. I like that. And I, I do too. That is so rare that today's Tom Cruise will let people be like, can you like, stop making fucking action movies and yes. move on with your life? And he's like, no, I am the you last vestige of American cinema. <laughs> I am the only thing left. <laughs> I think there's like some old plane that's like, you know, a metaphor for like, him <laughs> i'm fucking and so they, like, in gotta take it out like it's the only one oh that can God. do the job it's like they, the the they have sensors and gps so they can yeah. track all the new planes but god damn it this old plane can get the job done <laughs> <laughs> we gotta wind it up and push it i'm crying so in yes but i you know that's fine i yes. think they took what was just like uh People, you don't know, a cast and a crew that were so high on their own supply and yes. being like, this is the best movie of all time yes. that they forgot to develop their the main characters. character. Like, at, they just, his Any arc character. just, and like, if it's, it could, it could be anybody else, that's fine. Tragedy happens. Like, it's all good. But the fact <laughs> that. <laughs> it happens. The fact that the entire film, he's like. Mm -hmm. I uh, I know that I disobey orders, but that's just who I am. And they're like, it's going to get somebody killed. And then it doesn't. And he also suffers no consequences for his actions. Oh, God damn it, Maverick. You're getting no you're consequences. God damn good. Like, oh, God I damn, I fucking love you. Brooke, we're going to the beach. We're about to play a game of volleyball. I'm taking off my clothes, but then I'm actually putting it back on then because I'm oiled up because I want to look so sexy on the beach for my boys. But... I'm wondering, where can I go to look so hot to be playing with the boys? It's our favorite internet shop. Oh, my God. Super yucky. I should have seen it coming. You might be taking the highway to the danger zone, Ooh. but how about a highway to the, the yucky zone? zone? You know you hey, want to go there. They, you took my breath away. I was going to say, their merch will take your breath away Very because nice. if there is one place online to go for the best and brightest collection of internet film centric merch you could ask for it is super yucky surprise, god damn surprise. it brooke they have the best goddamn merch on the internet <laughs> the best goddamn merch on the internet super yucky really is the place for you if you love movies because the team there loves movies as well and it's all this top quality merch of your favorite filmmakers your favorite movies and it comes in everything from shirts to hats to socks to lots of adorable little home goods and they are truly always killing it with the drops 
Every time. They never miss. Much like Maverick much like, never oh. misses. You, such a good goddamn pilot. You took the pilot. goddamn words, Brooke. <laughs> There's so much to love about Super Yaki. If you're listening to this podcast, you, you are. Know. You know. We're giant fans. Um, and hey, we've got a little... Got Ooh. a little code for you here. Ooh, Help you on your way code. to Top Gun fame. You can use code SuperQQ at <laughs> checkout for 10% off. That's SuperQQ, all caps, no spaces. Vroom, vroom. Uh, for all vroom, this... Vroom, like... Zoom. Done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, don't listen to us trying to make plain noises. <laughs> Go to Super Yaki. Get your merch on. You won't regret it. They are truly the best. Tell them Brooke and Jordan sent you. They'll know what's up. <laughs> God damn it. They have the best merch and you got to wear it to the goddamn beach, Maverick. And you can find them at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Let's fly some planes and watch more movies. Hoo-ah. Danger zone. I am glad that you brought up the homoerotic subtext because who boy, there's a I lot. I think we're here, yes. We got to go in on I have like, yeah, the, all of it. the sleep with me monologue. Uh, which sounds like truly the most insufferable movie that I have ever heard. Have you seen this? I don't so I've not seen this movie. Seen uh, so in 1994, the film Sleep With Me comes out, and Quentin Tarantino stars as a character named Sid. He has like a one scene, a one scene performance. performance yes, uh, um, I want to believe this entire monologue was improvised. I, but. you know what, I'm gonna say it was. <laughs> this is so. I'll just say this end quote. So you got Maverick, all right? He's on the edge, man. He's right on the fucking line, all right? And you've got Iceman and all his crew. They're gay. They represent the gay man, all right? And they're saying, go, go, go away, go the gay way. And he couldn't go both ways. Kelly McGillis, she's heterosexuality. She's saying, no, 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 no. The normal way, play by the rules, go the normal way. They're saying, no, go the gay way. But go. I can't even do it. It's so yes, you long. Can. Okay, I'm back. Be the gay way. Go the gay way, all right? And that's what's going on throughout the whole fucking movie. Good job. You got it. Because there's it? like so much And there's more. so much more. Because, well, I would just like to say, yes. he does not mention the beach volleyball scene. Which, which is the integral part. Yes. But I think that I think that this is actually an interesting I think it's important. Yes. branch off in the queer text of this movie because you have sort of like the queer vibe that's permeating mm-hmm. it, a la the beach volleyball scene set to playing with boys playing with the boys um and then As you have do. like literally maverick's arc or lack thereof and it's so funny because like this read actually gives him a way better arc than the actual yes, it movie does. gives him yes it so does you have like the character aspect and then you have like the vibe aspect which are kind of like two separate things yeah um but what this monologue like lays out Go really nicely <laughs> is that like it's a movie about struggling with your homosexuality yes and trying to decide if you should like embrace it a la like Iceman and his more dangerous friends or like the the comfort of heterosexuality right. with Kelly McGillis. Well I mean you one of the scenes that stood out the most for me is after the so the volleyball scene of course is like the you know life changing whatever. I think the scene that follows it is actually more cementing of the queerness to me if you're looking at this read because he just has this a very emotional bodies on body contact with all the boys. He's horned up, he's turned on you know, everyone's sweating, the most copious amounts of sweat you've ever seen on screen. Extremely, extremely sweaty. And then he has to go cool down by fucking Kelly McGinnis. Yeah. Like, he can't stay with the boys. Like, he has to literally, like, run out of there. But isn't this, isn't this, like, the crazy part is that is the scene where he goes to her house and they, like, have dinner and he takes a shower and they don't have sex and he leaves. And then she shows up again in her androgynous fit and he's like, Now I can fuck. Now we're into it. Do you want to shower again? Like, I love the idea that it like gets him way too hot and bothered he has to leave and yes. like deal with it but take then a fucking shower he can't even like 
have sex with her. Yes. Like, yes. Even though she's like, I will fuck you. Fuck you. Like, why are you here? Yeah. And he's like, I want to take a shower. And she's like, we're having dinner right now with wine. Come on, man. And he's not about it. It's crazy. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think that like the, the volleyball scene, honestly, it's like so pure and like so it's beautiful because it's just all the boys together for once. Nobody's competing. Everyone's just well, having they are a competing. good time. Well, yes, but who can flex the hardest? Who, who is the most oiled up? Was this like the most, were you excited? Cause it's just a bunch of large men. Yeah, they're a little... Like, are they a little too... They're honestly a little American too cut, cut for me. A okay, little too, interesting, little too interesting. American. If we could swap out the beach volleyball for, I don't know, maybe like a lumber chopping competition. <laughs> <laughs> There's this... Okay. We got to cut wood to make these planes go faster, Maverick. God damn it, it's the only plane we have left. Okay, so there's this one guy on tiktok uh-huh. who this is i w- i stumbled upon this okay i did not sure. seek it out the algorithm mm-hmm. just knows me that well there's this guy who like basically rips apart logs with his bare hands cool on tiktok fuck. and fucking knows that every time he does it there are a million horny women in his comments being yeah. like i want this you to rip me open thing. like yeah. that log but the way that he does it like this he fucking he knows. knows of course he knows and he'll be like come on like we can do this just a little wider and like crazy stuff like that. But he's so like stone faced that he's not like, it's, it's, it's not this, like sexualized. It's yeah. actually like an incredible line of performance art when you're like, you have to know how sexual this sounds, but you are not letting anyone on to the yes. fact that you know, you know. that he's yeah. just ripping logs in half with his bare that hands. Fucking rules. Um, so that should give you like a little peek. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, it's like Henry Cavill. Like Henry Cavill like yes. building a computer and stuff like that. You're like, you know this is hot, but like you are not giving us anything. Henry Cavill building a computer is literally one of the sexiest things it's I have ever so, seen. His Instagram is just pure fucking bliss. Hey guys. Hey guys. It's, hey hey guys, guys. It's me, Henry Cavill. I just learned that you don't have to say hey guys at the beginning of every Instagram story. So... <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's so good. Um. Anyway, I love him so much. Uh, there's actually there's a bunch of there's a bunch of boys in uh, in Top Gun Maverick that I'm very excited about. My number one man, Manny Jacinto, is there. Is he actually? I didn't even know I he heard was that in he it. like is literally in like three like background okay, shots, yeah. and it makes me very sad. Jay Ellis is there. S- uh, uh, a stunning looking man. Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. My guy. Of course. Yes. I think what you were saying though, Henry Cavill. I think there's a clear tie to Tom. And there will be a clear tie to John Hamm. And I was reading this and oh, how yeah. Tom Cruise often picks like an alpha who is like should be a bigger star and is like ultimately like more mask than him and finds a way to defeat that man, right. whether like in physical or like mental combat. And I'm so fascinated to see how John Hamm's performance, because John Hamm is like the quote unquote antagonist to him right. in it yeah. and how that works. But then you have Cavill, obviously, in Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. And it's sort of like a theme throughout his career so where he's like flexing this should have been a star as big as Tom, but it's still a star, but Tom is still bigger than yes them. yeah but this like lesser star represents a more kind of like traditional vibe of masculinity exactly yes. really interesting how in my opinion i think that that works so much better than like jeremy renner in mission impossible who is mm-hmm. like in a way kind of like positioned to be like prototypical cruise in right. more ways than one in that he was supposed to take over the franchise right. but like he's also kind of like a little like kind of like squirrely, squirrely guy, guy who yeah. can like outsmart you but also can like fucking fight, fight yeah um and then it's doesn't work and it doesn't work yes. i 
love that. Yeah, it's a good take. I think that that is really cool. And also it's like, listen, I think that a huge, huge majority of male-centric action movies are about grappling with masculinity. The real... Almost like all of them. ...question is if you want to like draw attention to that or yes. if you want to do it intentionally. And but I think like, the best ones are when they do draw attention yeah, to it. Of course. Every movie <laughs> starring a man should be about how it's kind of terrible to be to a man. To be a man, <laughs> yes. There's nothing better. <laughs> um, yeah. Good times. Great. I would actually love if every movie starring a woman was about how it's kind of terrible to be a woman, but like internally, but instead they're all mm. just like, what if you got attacked when you were out and about, which you know is much less You you should fun. see? Men. I actually am excited to see What men. if there's men? Uh, you know who could make this movie better? Rory, Rory Kinnear. Kinnear. Oops. All Rory, Oops Kinnear. all Rory Kinnear. All right. We got to get out Anyways, I'm here. back. There's a Queerty article I would like to link to, yes. and we will tweet this out, but they go through, there's like two things, part of this, where they go through and they just give time codes for every time that it's campy or subtextually queer or overtly queer, and you can just skip along and watch the movie that way, mm. which I think is a fun way to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is where there's the beach volleyball scene, but they cut out all the volleyball of the beach volleyball <laughs> scene, so it's just a bunch of men a- smacking each other's jean asses, flexing. <laughs> looking oiled up sweating (laughs) tight jeans it's Mm -hmm. fucking incredible it's so good i absolutely love that um that is incredible it's very true i think there's also an article on realchange.net r-e-e-l change i wish that i could credit the author but they're not credited um they are they will remain a mystery but Mm. there's a very good quote about that that i really want to read i think in particular this sort of beach volleyball portion of it but it's in regards to like why is this movie so gay teenagers are full of testosterone and have large sexual appetites but they often don't quite know where to put it top gun accesses that sexual frustration with the phallic idols of missiles and warplanes insidiously turning the Mm -hmm. feelings that have their biological underpinning in the act of creation into a force of destruction which is literally like i was saying at the beginning if you as kind of like the prototypical red-blooded american male need to deal with your emotional repression feelings you have to like put it into violence yeah that's a really fucking good read but it's also like missiles warheads planes going fast yes why it works as a recruitment tool too is because all these men are like i feel all these things as a teenage boy where can I put them? And the U.S. military steps up and goes, well, son, do I have the place for you? Yeah. I mean, there's even like that. I mean, you quoted it earlier, but the scene when they're like learning about actual planes, yeah. um, when they're literally watching a video of planes being shot down and the two guys say Are to each other, on. that gives me a hard on. Yes. Don't tease me. Like. Right. It's this, uh, you know, yes. adrenaline and testosterone and, and the, the like idea of violence, horniness are all very like tied together. And yes. I think, again, this is like such a sweaty movie to begin with, like yes. has this real sense of like, just getting all up in each other's yeah. faces. Fucking asses. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the iconic Val Kilmer bite is such a good example of that yes. where that is extremely sexual, but it's through this like lens of like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you boy. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Like you see, yeah, you're gonna get- and they're in a locker room. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like ninety percent of this movie is like in a locker room with towels barely hanging on for yeah. life, and it's like these men trying to one up each other. And like you're watching, and you're like, how can you not see that this is homoerotic whatsoever? Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, and I think that like it does take a certain level of dare I say like obliviousness to be able to make something that is this homoerotic without stopping to think about it and I think that like that's kind of why this movie is so beautiful because you're like not a single person behind the scenes was like um wait a second we and I think that regardless of like 
everything else about Top Gun Maverick, which seems to be wonderful. I think that it's like that it factor that deflates kind of like the the buzz mm, and like the, buzz. the sexiness of the movie yeah. is that it's like, well, now we're aware of it. Right. So now you can't do it unintentionally, which means if you're doing it, you're doing it intentionally. And like, do we I think, really want to do that? I think yeah. honestly, maybe that's a better thing then. Like if they knew that the movie was homoerotic and they were trying to make it homoerotic, but like a faux sense of yeah, I mean, I don't homoeroticism <laughs> where you're like, we're going to try to make it homoerotic, but we can't have it be textual. So we're going to try to like, throw it in there in like a studio way i just don't think yeah. that might work it just is one of those things where it's like the elephant in the room once you call attention to it you can't right. see it which oh there's a fucking elephant in the room yeah it's like it speaks to what we said yeah. earlier where it's like well you don't tell people you don't tell people that this movie is gay yeah, or yes. like it, it if they're excited about it because then it's like it you're kind of like writing on their parade no, totally. most of the yes. time so you're like oh have you seen top gun yeah like it's super gay right uh it not is? what i wanted to talk about right. like no i think one of the weird things going back is like reading before this and like it's sort of similar with baseball when we like did like a league of their own where you point out just like certain like phrases or stuff like that where you like the cockpits or like, i was gonna say the cockpit right or you just like talk about like going in being like okay i know they're gonna talk about butts a lot and then you watch it and it's like literally like one time in every scene someone is either smacking a butt or saying something about a butt like yeah. it is constantly revolving around this and once you pointed out as you were saying it is impossible to avoid in the dialogue it is like so the queerness is so ingratiated into the film itself that it's just impossible to sort of strip away once you recognize it yeah in addition to that like building off of it there is this term on urban dictionary called the top gun gay oh and which it's a situation in which things appear totally straight but then seem a little bit off and it's like that is basically what this movie is and then you point it out and you're like oh the thing is that it's gay right like, that is the big thing what that is... makes me feel off in yes. this room that's very interesting i know wow i've never heard that before shockingly. i haven't either yeah but now we both know it's a very like tv tv tropes type yes thing. it's a tgg yes um th i mean there's really like so many like you said i think that it is so baked into like the language of what this movie is aside from all the butts and like the the peacocking and the posturing and the cockpits there's this sense of like literally riding each other's tails and yes. like never leaving your wingman and like loyalty above all else. Yes. And like we just said, the idea of like missiles and warheads is this like phallic symbol. And like, that's what we're working towards. And like right. the planes themselves, the faster and bigger your plane is, yes. the better you are. Yes. The more, the bigger your dick is. The, the bigger, the bigger your fucking cockpit is, the yeah. better you are. Yeah. Dog fights more like cock, cock fights. fights. Just hey, a little Brooke, bit. Do you feel the need? The, the need, need for speed. For speed. High five. <laughs> the amount of high fives. I had, much. goodness gracious, great balls of fire stuck in my head for hours after watching this. Mm -hmm. I wish that I hadn't. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> I do think it's fascinating, though. And, like, we have covered one thing that I was reading and, like, looking at is, is sort of the intentionality and the unintentionality of this. And I think what's fascinating is looking at this in contrast with Starship Troopers. Yeah. Which I, th I think is a subversive movie that actively knows what it's doing because Paul Verhoeven is a little crazy man. Yes. Uh, and he likes to make sure crazy movies. Yes. But this movie with Tony Scott is un or sorry is unintentional versus the intentionality and it's so fascinating look at the portrayal of the military in the queerness in both movies and how that's a great both call. are doing the same thing but yeah. one of them is like 
we are making fun of this. And at the other hand, they're like, oh, no, this is the coolest shit you've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Like, like Starship how they Troopers play. is actually one of the best movies that I've ever seen. Yes. Like, I just want to say, fact. every time I think about that movie, I, like, it is so brilliant. It yes. is so, so brilliant. Would you like to continue? I'm doing my part. Are you? Are you? <laughs> Bugs. Bugs. Um, I I think that the portrayal of military on screen has gone through an interesting evolution where there was definitely a period of time where it was, I don't want to say acceptable, but there was a certain level of like you can shit on the military. Yes. And I feel like recently I have not seen a ton of those movies. Obviously, there is like the the military like the pentagon and stuff is kind of like a a very heavy consultant in like the greater Mm -hmm. marvel cinematic universe and there's a lot of kind of like ties there and there was a really i think at like i want to say like peak iraq war like yes america is great where there was all those john ham-esque movies that were like what if a man went into the middle east yes and america yeah um and Bruckheimer has like a bunch of recent those, movies. Yeah. Like he has like the, the only the brave or whatever. What is the? Isn't it Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, is, like, and in there the are middle. horses. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So I think that there was a, a pretty big spike in like pro military, like pro American yeah. movies. I mean, American Sniper, like right. the in many ways, kind of like a weird spiritual successor yes. to Top Gun. Yeah. And that that was the movie that I think like anyone who was like military or military adjacent was like this we is have like to my see this movie. movie, and it makes a yeah. hundred million fucking dollars. Yeah. 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 I think on one hand, it's like these movies that were critiquing the military aren't getting made as much because like war movies aren't as popular as a genre anymore. Right. They're really not. They've been replaced by like obviously superhero Superhero. films and things like that. So it's like, you're not getting, you know, the Ridley Scott Black Hawk Downs or things like that, where they're like, war is fucking hell and everything about it is terrible. Right. And I think it's fascinating, literally that two brothers make war movies and like the difference between the two of them. Yeah. But we aren't getting movies like that or, you know, these things that are like really like looking even like Tropic Thunder where it's like war is insane and these people are fucking crazy. Yeah. I think the closest thing that we, and maybe I'm just missing some blatant stuff, but I feel like the I closest know. recent example where it was like, it's a critique of war. It is a war movie. It was 1917. And like, mm, I, yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. And I think that like, that was interesting because, but also it has the benefit of being a period piece where it's right, like, exactly. remember when war was war was hell. <laughs> right. But that's the thing is like, what is like a modern war movie? You know what I mean? They aren't one getting made in two. If they're getting made, it's, kind of going to probably be a pro-military thing or it's going right. to be an indie movie where it's about like PTSD and it's stuff like something that. Else. Like Billy Lynn's oh. <laughs> long halftime LOL or dog. Yes. Right. Where dog is like so much about like, Oh my God, the PTSD of war, but also the politics of that and the army are very well, muddled. Channing Tatum knows that he has a very large, I think like quote unquote middle America audience. Yes. I kind of hate that term, but like that, that no, type that, of, yes. yeah. I know. And I do think that like there is sort of a cultural shift where now it's like, it's a much more volatile subject than it used to be. Like we said, this is, like a peak of yes. like 80s like reaganism and right. like we don't have sort of like the the bush like patriotic like yeah. we all gotta band together these american freedom fries you know yes. um we don't have that no. anymore um so i do think that like 
we can thank culture a little bit. I don't know. I don't inherently hate every movie that like happens to deal with like the military or war, but I think that a lot of them just don't have a perspective on it. Yes. Um, and I think that there should be a perspective right. on it. That being said, I really, and I know that you recently have been doing this. I really want to get into like political thrillers. It is Brooke. Of, it is like, a the 80s and 90s. to get into. Like I really think that I am now old enough. I'm entering my middle age dad. Yes. Phase let's fucking go. We're entering it together. We where are, I just really want to sit down and watch like all the president's men and like the going, we got, this is going all the way up like, to the fucking top. <laughs> yeah. Like I just want to sit down and watch like political corruption movies. Yes. Like I'm, I've been itching to watch Aaron Brockovich like so badly. Dude, even I stuff watched like that. a few weeks ago. <laughs> well, you're on a Julia Roberts marathon, aren't you? Accidentally, yeah. Accidentally. Well, I watched you the Pelican commit. Brief last night and yeah, I was, I was like, say. God damn it, we're taking this to the top. Is Michael Clayton politics? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like stuff. Somewhat, yeah. Stuff like that. Like I yes. just, I want to, I want to enter my dad movie era yes. and just watch like every film that George Clooney or like, Julia Roberts right there or in. Denzel Washington right, starred exactly. in. <laughs> um, or, fucking The Firm, which is, I guess, like, firm, yeah. it's a political thriller of anything sorts. political like yeah. anything that's kind of like this political legal like thriller yeah. like the system is corrupt yes um, would you say you are an enemy of the state <laughs> yes like i want to watch all of them all oh of them God. no i agree i think it's anyway. because I, I think it is this as the changing times like i am not a big war movie person i think like honestly like there is a very fine line between showing like war is hell and glorifying war and like the military industrial complex and all of the hells that it is yeah and i think why i'm drawn to this political thrillers now is because it is nice to be like the system is corrupt the system has always been corrupt let's have a movie where we just expose all of that. I love movies where people expose things. And Nothing also, better. I think for me, it's very much a character thing where I don't yeah. usually find the characters in war movies to be compelling at all because they are most of the time a function of the greater narrative. And right. I think it's really rare that you see like a a war movie that actually has like a compelling protagonist or a couple compelling protagonists is obviously not unheard of. But like, and yep. also selfishly, the women are just always the fucking worst. Yes. Um, I never want to like see never anyone war. fall in love with a nurse or a woman holding a baby in the middle of rubble ever again. We've had enough. That's the stamp. I'm sick of it. You've put it down. Um, the foot is down on the table. So I think that's the good thing about legal throws is like you just have one man in a suit at a and desk trying to, to do solve his this. best. Yes. <laughs> we have a smart journalist and they are fucking solving this crime. Yes. Yes. God, um, the juices get going. Oh, it's so good. I'm like, do I go rewatch Spotlight now? Even like, one all of the, these movies? One of yeah. the best. I love that movie. Let's put some is it bananas that it won Best inter- Picture? Yes. Yes. However. Is it a good movie? Yes. Also, it's yes. so good. It's so good. It's it's, it's a delicious. really good movie. Yes. I was uh, I was reading Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, though, by Kyle yes. Buchanan, which is, that's obviously the Mad Max Fury Road year. And it is uh, insane. That's not a political thriller? It is truly insane that Spotlight, like, beat out what was yes. going on that year. I, I get... Uh, all of the <laughs> movies that were not that yearbook. Crazy. Anyway. I would like to say, back to bringing Gun. us back, Val Kilmer loves the gay read. I think that that's He's very, so, so wholesome. <laughs> I think that this is a fascinating movie for us as well as we've covered so many cruises and Kilmers and how they kind of keep yeah. coming back. Both of them, Both of honestly, them. great nominations to be a part of our Woke Kings triumvirate. Do you really want to put Tom Cruise in the Woke King triumvirate? I want to so bad, but I know it won't you pass. You can't. I will say I stand by, I don't, I stand by my read that Val Kilmer as Gay Perry in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is one of my favorite portrayals of like. Queer men. Of a, a gay character. Yes. 
Yes, it's I just, so it's knowing. So good. It's so good. I think he's incredible in that movie. He's great. I think that he he gets it. I on think a so too. Level, and he I think gets so too. it in this movie by the fucking way. Like yeah. I think if you had to pick, there's I think one of the the enduring reasons that Val Kilmer has like endured so much from this from Top Gun in particular, obviously, other than the fact that he's beautiful, beautiful jawline could cut ice up man, ice man. Mm. That's what it is. Um, I'll call is... him Mr. Freeze. <laughs> hey chill out um <laughs> i recently watched a little tease as you know so anyway um i think that one of the reasons he's so enduring in this movie is because like he if you if you are a queer man and you're watching this movie and you want to put your stamp on someone mm-hmm. he is the person yeah. to do it oh, yeah. like he's so pretty yes. he's the one that is most confident in oh, like yeah. who he is he's also the one that is like like coiffed but he's like <laughs> comfortable most. and he it's yeah. like a confidence and a comfort and like, he's top of the pack always exactly like yeah. tom cruise is confident in who he is but he's insecure about it as well like so he's desperately fighting to yeah. be like cocky and like i'm number one that's the thing is Whereas, when we get that it's right. like a, a, a performance yes yeah. and like iceman is just yeah. so cool and about goose is it. just like a cutie but yeah. like iceman is who you have a crush on oh like yeah. he's He's oh, the takeaway. And yeah, he's, and he's the one who's always dating someone, so you're yes. never going to date him. Right. And I also think he's very much like for the gays, you oh, know? Yeah. Like yes. if I if I a woman am watching this, I probably am like goose, what a cutie pie. That's obviously just me. But I feel like if you're a man, you're watching this. You're like, I'm an ice man. Yeah. I am, a, a, unfortunately, a goose man. Because I am... <laughs> that tracks Makes them. sense. Yes. I'm like, I will see you. I want to be you. And I also am attracted like to you. you. Yes. That's great. You're like living out like the classic, I feel like, gay girl dream. Where it's oh, like, yeah. do I want to be you? Be do you? I want to have wanna sex with you? Why? That's You're me so and pretty. Goose. But like, I just want to be you. But like, I want to be inside you. It's very confusing. <gasps> why, um, Anthony Edwards? Why? <laughs> He's so cute, though. I He's love so him. He's so cute. Um. But yes, Val Kilmer, so good in this movie. He's phenomenal. So good looking. Yeah. I think really delivers a great performance despite being in not a lot of it. He truly is. I know we said like movie star earlier, but I think like this it's is, the epitome yeah. of a, a like a movie star where yes. you're like, he just, you cannot take your eyes no. off of him. No, this is a movie filled with movie stars and like leads like Tom. We haven't even mentioned Tom Skerritt, who I love <laughs> and is delightful. God damn it, Maverick. <laughs> great. Perfect. I want somebody's butt and I want it now. I love all these lines so much okay are there like other things i'm thinking i'm like looking at this one line i wrote down is that they went for aspirational heterosexuality and ended up with aspirational homosexuality they really failed on the aspirational heterosexuality so far what they're what do they know about each other what are they attracted to about each other you have no idea nothing no idea yes um i do uh appreciate that she doesn't care about him until she's like wait you did kind of a cool flying maneuver one time that's sort of pretty cute got her it. I guess I have to fuck you now. And I guess I just have to find myself falling for you. I guess maybe that's what annoys me is that she's so cool most of the time until she falls in love with him and then all of a sudden she's like a weepy she's kind of reduced mess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like i wish she maintained her cool i'm curious to see what they do with jennifer connelly and jennifer connelly can do no phoenix? wrong in my eyes yeah. phoenix is uh the the one female yes pilot right who's the actress um, i don't know i don't know it's fine and no i'm gonna find out right now um i hadn't really heard of her so she might uh, be a breakout monica barbaro great um let's go yeah she's like not in anything this is like her her breakout oh i lied she was in 
Hawaii Five O. Oh, excuse okay. me. Sure. Um, and uh, Stumptown and like some other random. Stumptown, a famous show that everybody <laughs> watched, right? I kind of want to watch it because I think it looks kind of good. Oh no, Brooklyn got canceled. I know. That's why I can watch it. Are you a Kobe? Well, we all know you're I a mean, Kobe Smolder stand. So. But like, maybe you might be more of a Kobe Smolder. Yeah, why would Wait, I? Wait, are you not? She's fine. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought you were a Kobe stan. Mm-mm. Must be someone else. Not me. Is it Carrie Russell? Do you fucking love? I think she's cute. But All she, right, I, don't I don't love her. Anyway, wow. But who do you think Jennifer I am? Jennifer Conley. Jennifer Conley. I am obsessed her. with. Who's mentioned in this movie? Who's his old flame or whatever? Yeah, she the the governor's daughter or yeah. whatever. Yes. Yeah. So um, excited for that. Great. Love to see it. Love to see it. I uh, am looking forward to her. I think that. They'll probably do fine by her. Yeah. She, she, I yeah. feel bad for this Kelly is not McGinnis, about, but it's whatever. It's fine. This yeah. is not about Love, the, the romance. A heterosexual romance. It's yeah, really no. not. It's no. about the planes going fast yes. and as a metaphor. And how can you recruit people? The crushing responsibility of masculinity. Yes. What's interesting, and I pose this question to you, is Mark Harris love him as a writer posed this thing that he ha- he hates this movie uh <laughs> and he said that it killed movies and was because it was like the first kind of high concept blockbuster where the trailer tells the story and it comes down to ultimately having like little story at all it does like, it has barely it, any exactly story. yes do you think because i'm like thinking back and like obviously there are big blockbusters before and stuff like that like how do you feel because obviously you we've felt the ripple of this movie for so long as we were saying with bruckheimer and stuff and like how that kind of came and went or like is still here do you think that that still is here today do you think it's not because i feel like there is definitely a there was this wave and i'm sort of feeling it now with certain like superhero action movies and stuff like that where it's just sort of mindless and like there's a good thing sometimes i think about a dumb action movie where you can kind of turn your head off and watch it and i think there's a very fine line doing our fast and the furious franchise i think it's actually kind of a similar movie where like some of them you can like are good turn off and enjoy the movie others are the dumb version of turning off and enjoying the movie and i think it's fascinating watching which ones work when they're less military focused than the ones that do work where they become more like eight yeah you know what i'm saying yes yeah i don't know if any of this makes sense but that's how i've been working it through i was thinking a lot about the fast franchise while watching this movie, basically. I don't really know if I understand the question. I don't even me, know if I'm asking the question, but I'm posing like a, a larger here's what I'll say. on like blockbuster movies. Here's what I'll say. You know that I love blockbusters and yes. I especially love action. I like, I really do love action, but I think like there is good action and there's bad action. Yes, and yes. like the story does not matter if the action is good. Like I firmly believe that because it actually does take like screenwriting talent to construct a good action action sequence it obviously takes a lot of other stuff but there's like a level of that like unstoppable i think that exactly i think that like i feel like i can really easily tell because this is maybe the only time where this has come in handy because i didn't watch a lot of movies growing up i don't have nostalgia attached to basically anything right um that's so so such a cutting line i well hey what can you do i'm sorry i'm just better than everybody else (laughs) or a maverick don't worry i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like the weepiest like star wars like marvel levels of like insanity when the Percy Jackson but, show yeah. comes out. Like I that is, this is my that. Star Wars. This oh my is God. my Joker. All of that. <laughs> this is my Joker origin story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, but I don't have nostalgia attached to basically anything. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the tricks that are used on an audience to sort of like pull nostalgia out, like don't mean anything to right. me. So I think that that 
that aspect of big blockbuster action filmmaking has become more and more popular. And I don't just mean in things like the MCU. There's always yep. a sense of like, well, what what is this? How do we artificially get something out of our audience instead of constructing sequences that will get the ideally the same emotion right. out of our audience? And I think that like that the difference there is very obvious to me. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is like really where a lot of the problems lie because it, action filmmaking is not supposed to be mindless 100% of the time. Right. Like there can be low stakes. You can kick back. You cannot use your brain, but that doesn't mean you automatically enjoy something when your brain is right, shut off. Brain and is, it also yes. doesn't mean that like it, you have to cater to a lesser level of right. like audience member. That's why I think things like Unstoppable honestly fucking gruel because yes. like they're just it's doing a lot of different things. It's, it's a not, very good yeah. movie. Yeah. It's well constructed. There are stakes. I love the way it's shot. It has style yes. and it doesn't matter that the plot quote unquote makes sense or doesn't. The action is extremely is what's telling good. the story. Yeah. Well, it's like Mad Max. Mad Max is I mean, the best an example of the form. Right. Where it's yeah. like, whatever the story is, as you want to say, it's insanity. Except but the story it is fucking perfect. It's, oh, it's no, I know. But it's, like, it's, in, in, it's an insane story. Yes. Yes. The fucking 3,000 years of belonging. My dude. God. I, dude. I know, I know, dude. I know. But you know what I mean? Where yes. it's like, it makes sense. Or like even like, like John fucking Wick, where it's like the most John basic the best. by the book story, but it works because you're so sold on the action telling the story itself. Yeah. Yeah. I even think something like Atomic Blonde, which like arguably has like a script that's doing way more than it needs to because I think yes. it wants to be like a smarter action movie than it has to because yeah. like you kind of gotta. Yeah. Um, like the action is so good that like... It doesn't that movie matter. could have had like thirty percent less plot. It might have it's been better. So much plot. Yeah. However, I it's it does track. A good fucking movie. Is the thing there yeah, are no does. plot holes. No, there aren't. It's just too plotty. But like, it's well plotted. The double twist at the end rules. It's great. It's delightful. It's amazing. I yeah. fucking love that movie. Um, Where is the sequel? Charlie's. We're it's waiting. It's never gonna come. We're waiting. Here's, here's the race between that and the old guard two, which comes out first. That's actually a good fucking question because both of them are just trapped in development, development hell. hell yeah i'm so mad about it did you know i know that we're always like charlie's there never played a straight character in her life but like i was taking a look at her filmography the yeah. other day there are so many more yeah than i like oh, yeah. remember brooke she like actively goes out of her way there was like a to quote play, about it where like, she like wants to play queer characters <laughs> yeah. yeah she she pitched queer die hard yes hello where is it good morning i love <laughs> the sun knock, is shining knock. tony scott's <laughs> out there with a goddamn camera <laughs> okay what's the fucking hold up i want to come back to this movie i there's some things we need to talk about first things first tim robbins tall man tall man second point we will cover bull durham one day on this podcast absolutely second point there's a thing on an image i sent it to you and we need to tweet it where it's a photo of tom cruise goose anthony edwards and their commander behind them with the the height that they all are and it is hilarious because tom cruise must be standing on like six apple boxes because anthony edwards is a tall Tall man man. and the chief is so small there is a reason that all of these scenes are shot with them in the cockpit of an airplane yes um uh apparently he was like on boxes and like in lifts and stuff like that for all of his scenes with kelly mcgillis because she's way taller than uh the rules um he always is he's a small man you know the scene in mission impossible fallout when he kisses vanessa kirby who's like 5'10 i was like this is hilarious it's great it rules (laughs) i love it so much that was one of the things i needed to say i will also say that tom cruise's eye acting is phenomenal and it rivals obviously or he was the the template 
for eye acting. I love good eye acting. Him and Tom His Hardy, I feel like, are obviously incredible eye actors. Excellent eye acting. But everything happening in this movie in the cockpit, you you have to sell because of the mask. So, like, when... Who's the one that gets nervous in the beginning and, like, kind of fucks up? Always Cougar. His, yeah, so when Cougar's, yeah. like, having a fucking panic attack, you believe it so much because of all of the sweat and all of the things mm-hmm. that are going on with his yeah. eyes. And, like, Tom is able to sell, you know, his maverick energy yes. and his confidence, but then also his fear. So it's... That is honestly one of the more impressive things is just watching those action sequences and being like, you are eliciting so much emotion just from like an eyebrow raise. Yes, absolutely. And I think he has like the same sort of thing in his emotional scenes too. Like that scene with him and Goose and like their bunk is yeah. one of my favorite scenes of the movie. It's so like tender. Beautiful. Um, I also swear to God, well, it's just the score that's playing, but like it plays right after Take My Breath Away and I was like... <sniffs> Um, like, is Goose taking his breath away? But like he he he's giving him like I mean this in the best way possible. Like he's giving him like such bedroom eyes. It's oh yeah. So like he he yes. gets it. Yes. Um, yeah. I love the way that those cockpit a- action sequences are shot. I think that that is like absolutely a strength of of Tony Scott's. Obviously, as we've discussed, yes. and like something that you can really feel like Tom Cruise taking to so naturally, and then like being able to replicate and like yeah. look at the filmmakers that he works with and be like if you get me like in there, I will do it because I am that good. Like I won't just be like dead eyed trying to figure out how the fuck I pilot this thing. Like I will, I will practice and I will fly this fucking plane and make it look goddamn good. Yeah. And yes, that's why he's the best. Did his eyes look a little multicolored to you? Oh, you were getting lost in the kaleidoscopic depths of Tom Cruise's eyes. Blue going on. I felt like I can Jordan. I can honestly say I did not notice, but I take your word for it. (laughs) God damn it, Maverick. Your eyes are too goddamn pretty. (laughs) We got to get you back behind that cockpit. Any get that helmet ways. back on. Uh, let's see. Any other great things in this movie? I'm just looking out my nose. There's so many good scenes. The intern with the coffee. I love a good bad intern. We love intern. a good coffee gag. Nothing a, an better. An excellent running gag with the coffee. The whole sort of like good boys versus bad boys yeah. Um, sort of dynamic I find very interesting because at the end of the day, like we said, they're all they're just kind of down boys. to clown around yeah. and play volleyball with each other. There is right. sort of like this, this certain sense of posturing, especially with like who gets the top spot who gets to be the top gun. gun yeah um who gets to be the top i mean top top gun, gun. Oh, sorry about that just a little freudian Oof. slip there um but yeah i so i think that that's interesting because at the end of the day like they are just friends they're right. they're all friends like they're all yes, celebrating they're all just at pals. the end yeah. they're just guys at the uh, graduation ceremony everyone's right. like hey oh, that's, it's up? a literal like a graduation movie yeah i know and that they get a mission at their graduation to me is the funniest thing it's in the world so good. like just pure 80s like <laughs> we gotta go out oh no god damn it maverick you just graduated the enemy is attacking who will never know um and god damn it yeah i don't know i think I think, yeah. yeah. I will say, let's just do one little thing on Maverick. So it's been a while. I think that my excitement comes from what you were saying. I think that it has the potential to be one of the very rare sequels that are better than the originals. Yeah. I'm very excited. I think it's interesting that it comes from Kaczynski, who did Tron Legacy, which is another one of better sequel than the original because it's a stripped down visual version of it. Yeah. I watched Oblivion recently, which he also did with Cruz. Fine. But the visual stuff is kind of off the chain. So I'm so excited to see kind of what they're doing with this movie. It's a sequencing and action movie. It is not about plot. And I think that like, I mean, so I saw when I saw Multiverse of Madness recently, they had like that 
extra extended trailer Ooh, that played yeah. before in IMAX. Yeah, did you see that? I did. And it made me, I would say like, I'm not joking, 50 times more excited. I was like, yeah, yeah cool. Top Gun Maverick. I'll go see it. That trailer completely turned me around. Theater marketing works, people. Yes, it does. Exclusive sneak peeks. They work. I am now going to go see it in IMAX Hell on opening yeah. weekend. Hell I was like, yeah. this is so fun. Yeah. This looks great. Yes. I'm very excited. I, like I said, I think that the most interesting thing will be Tom Cruise sort of like grappling with his movie Vulnerable. stardom, which is not something that he does very often. And I think that like if he can reckon with the fact that he thinks that he's carrying cinema like on his back, which is not an entirely untrue statement, no. I would like to see that. And it's I think that like, mission. yeah, doing that as one of his most iconic characters, like the character that made him and sort of like a famous like devil may care. Like I don't have to grow up. I right. can be young and hot and fly planes forever for him to be like, fuck. I'm old. I'm aging and I don't know what to do. I don't yeah. have anyone to replace me. I, like that a lot i do too um and i think that honestly in a film like top gun and top gun maverick that is kind of like all the pathos you need to in you know stick into the movie that'll get you where you need to go and i don't think there's a star that can replace him honestly like you look at it and i'm like is there another tom cruise right now and honestly i don't think so when we were talking about kind of like movie stars of old i don't know i have this is no research whatsoever this is kind of just like yeah. who popped into my head but i feel like robert pattinson has mm, like the juice made such he's clearly so talented he's made like a really interesting career for himself and he has like the box office bona fides yeah. and he's also a guy who's done a lot of indies but not a lot of tv like he gives himself to a director yeah yeah um i also think like sort of we were talking about charlize we were talking about angelina jolie with like taylor sheridan movies i think like female kind of like box office stars are super rare especially in this kind of now like blockbuster world scar joe i guess but like i think she's like really not doing too much anymore like i think that that is interesting in and of itself to be like can someone like i would arguably say that like margot robbie could be i was gonna say margot i also think timmy despite whatever you feel yeah actually like i think the choices that he has made are yeah kind of headed now more in that direction i think i'm interested to see because like tom cruise had the color of money with paul newman and it was like that handoff of like handoff yeah to cruise and i will i'm so fascinated to see if cruise will ever do a movie where he's like i'm gonna hand it off to another and like you look at top gun you're like it's not going to miles teller i was gonna say hopefully it's not no way it's going to miles teller um i think that i actually think that timothy chalamet is a great call i listen i love him as an actor he's just not my type but like i love him as an actor i think he's incredibly talented and i have actually loved seeing him kind of like be able to lead these big blockbusters when he's not like a quote-unquote traditional leading leading man man. like that makes me really happy which you could kind of see with cruz too because like cruz is like us he's not the hottest person he's not your most bankable star right like he's very good he fucking sells it because he believes in it and like that is what it takes to be a goddamn movie star yes and there's that it factor yes you can obviously look to like the young hollywoods of like zendaya and florence Pugh and stuff like that if you want to look younger but i think like it's it's and like crew started super young but i do think it's interesting to look at someone who's kind of in like the robert pattinson margot robbie Mm -hmm. zone where like they've proved themselves they're not like young hollywood anymore but like anything that they kind of want 
can probably get done. I'm, I think yeah. what will be a big testament will be Barbie. Dude, I can't fucking wait. Uh, did you see the movies that she's watching? <laughs> yes. I am so fucking And did you hear in. that it's kind of like Barbie multiverse, yes. apparently? Yes. I literally Great. can't it's gonna wait. It's going to be a masterpiece. I can't, can't wait. wait. I'm going to be so sad if it's just been super overhyped and then we see it. Yeah, and we're we're like, like disappointed. But I we know. have to wait until next summer. I know. It's so bullshit. It's so far away. <sighs> it's okay. I bet okay. we'll get a trailer around Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. Christmas trailer drop. Yeah. Last two things on Top Gun. One, these are just two gag things. I'm sure you saw this on Twitter. Where was the marquee where it was Pleasure Men, Top Gun Maverick all pleasure under men, each other? Pleasure Men, Top Gun Maverick. We'll retweet it. Brooke, that's hey. the movie. That's hey the now. fucking movie. And then we had said this off mic, but Applebee's is currently running an ad where you go Top Gun mode. And Brooke, it is one of the finest pieces of American marketing I have ever seen i'm just are they really that do you think applebee's was like we need business so badly or yes. do you think the top gun maverick marketing team was like we're sweating for some absolutely reason about not that one 100 percent applebee's because it's essentially like applebee's will like pay, pay you. for you yes as lights camera jackson tweeted oh. if you buy 25 dollars at applebee's you get a free top gun maverick ticket yeah. 25. That's not a lot at a restaurant. And I'm going to be honest. Every time I see an Applebee's ad, because I've like, I haven't been to an Applebee's probably since I was like 10 years old. So long. Like every time I see it, I'm like, wait, $1 Long Island iced teas, like wait, Brooke. $25. Brooke. Should we go? Should we go to Applebee's to before Applebee's? we go to We're going to regret Maverick? it for like a week after. But, like, we but I was like. like a one dollar. The fact that a one dollar cocktail exists out in the world yes. that I can go, purchase? you can sit down and <laughs> drink that drink, and it will be okay. Yeah. you won't die. They need to put an Applebee's in the Universal oh, AMC, Brooke, so you can just walk deceased. to your movie. <laughs> Brooke, we would be on the floor. Uh, Jordan and I, uh, uh, this summer, last yeah. summer, got uh, some Corona Ritas at oh my God. Uh, Bubba Gump along with a lot of other a food. Highlight. It was a highlight and also a terrible time, but, but mostly what, a highlight. We didn't even say what we saw. We saw Escape, Escape Room, Room 2, 2 Tournament, Tournament of, of Champions. Champions. What a what a one-two punch. Great film. It was so good. I had a great time. No notes. Um, oh, <laughs> fuck. We're dumb. Last thing that makes Top Gun a queer movie is Lady Gaga is doing the goddamn theme song. Oh, yeah. After firing 21 pilots. I yes. cannot think of a gayer no. reversal. Tom Cruise knows. I really do want to know. Do you think that like the head of the studio went to Tom Cruise and they were like, hey, there's this cool band called 21 Pilots. You see, the film Top Gun Maverick is about <laughs> pilots. What if you hire... And Tom Cruise is like... 21 of them. I've never heard of these fucking people. Sure. You know who I've Why heard of? Not? Another crazy celebrity, <laughs> Lady Gaga. And then he hears like blurry face on the radio and he's like, no. No. Get out of here. Get me a real <laughs> singer. <laughs> yes i think that honestly lady gaga is a perfect choice i was just gonna say because yes. it's like she is cheesy in the best way she's cheesy and like tom cruise is will cheesy. commit oh to did the you see bit? her post yes she's like i am doing the theme this is the most important moment of my life i love her. i've been gifted the top so gun much. theme song honestly tom cruise lady gaga collab when <sighs> Nothing i mean hotter. it's this but yes yeah. well like acting, acting opposite each other imagine when. the fucking press tour that that yeah. would be <laughs> see i want it for the press tour. <laughs> I would be like, I have never been more in in my okay, life. But can you think about the fact about uh, sitting in the press store and her like talking about the Stanislavski method or whatever and Tom Cruise being like, that's so interesting. Tell me more. Like, I would like to see it. 
He's like asking her what movies like inspired That's her. Fascinating. I love the movies. I see a movie every goddamn day. <laughs> yeah. And you're like Tom. Have you ever I seen a movie? Have I you seen Umbrellas of Cherbourg? Movies. It's so good. And she's like, of course, I love that movie. The ways of the. She's not. She's I, not I don't European. Know why I went French. Because the movie's she French. She does have that very like I am poor. I yeah. don't believe in murder. I do believe in the empowerment of women. <laughs> There can be a hundred pilots in a room and God damn it, Maverick, you're the one I got to count on. I am not kidding. I think this would be the greatest movie star team up of all time. Yes. Let's make I it would happen. Like to see Here it. we go. Why is nobody combined their unhinged energy? That's, I think it did work kind of with Bradley. Like Bradley feels a little, I mean, so it worked. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. come on, it's keep it going. Her. Anyway, there it is. Wow. I think we just get topped. Made uh, who's releasing Top Gun? Fucking Maverick. Paramount. Honestly, Paramount, Paramount needs the money. A billion Actually, dollar idea. Paramount fucking doesn't. They they're a floundering studio for movies, but they have Yellowstone, so they're fine for fucking Taylor years. It, it is so insane how many shows Taylor Sheridan has greenlit on that fucking network. It's crazy, and he writes all of them himself, which also doesn't make sense. It. I'm like, Actually, how do you, what is your writing method, sir? It makes me angry, but we don't have to talk about that. Anyway. Have you watched an episode? I have not. I have watched Yellowstone. How it is, is it? So, like, it is just <laughs> the dads of America rise <laughs> Coming up out as on one. Horses? It's just, like, the most classic, like, okay, yeah. do you remember the old days when oh, men could ranch mm. before big business took over? Like, it is so classic Lord. i also i always pitch it as like succession in the west even though that's not really what it is yeah. it's not funny the way that succession is funny but it it's it's so similar in that like a man tries to figure out who could possibly take over his empire his ranch but like get rid of all of like the, the, the self-awareness fun. it yes. is a pretty good show though Interesting. Is okay. the thing but i mean he's not a bad writer it, but he is a very machismo heterosexual straight white man i could honestly do a two-hour podcast special with just like my very complicated thoughts about taylor sheridan i, I mean but i would like to be employed one day so you can steer yeah, away from we'll that steer away <laughs> All right, so listen, it's no secret that this film was a giant hit. Um, It was made on a budget of $15 million. That is like... Take my breath away. I guess that was kind of a lot for 86, but it made $180 million domestic and $357 million Worth getting fired four times for. I know. I cannot believe it. It opened on just about 1,000 screens, plat platformed expanded to uh like 1400 before dipping back down it did not leave listen listen to what i'm saying it did not leave the top 10 from may through october of 1986 not only did it keep playing it played until january but it did not leave the top 10 for like six months that's insane yeah that every week it just never happen again Back on it. It is the sixth leggiest movie of all time. Um, this there's that thing where like right four weeks after its release, it increased forty five percent. Right? Yeah. It uh they expanded it because it was like doing really well. That's but yeah, insane. Yeah, it's crazy. The soundtrack obviously goes platinum. Yes, nine times and uh, wins an Oscar. 
and is nominated for it a Golden takes Globe your breath or away, wins, wins the Golden yes. Globe. Bad song should have been Danger Zone. I stick by it. Should have been playing with the boys. It should have been pl- really. Bro- when Come you're on. going to the beach, what are we gonna do? You're gonna play, play with, with the, the boys. boys. Um. Anyway, yeah, and like that's insane. Everything and obviously like completely changed sort of like military public perception right. and like is one of the most iconic movies. Yes. Ever. Everybody knows this movie, and I would just say most people know that this movie is a little queer. A little fruity. So I think it's success yeah. all around. I would say all so. All things given. I mean, despite the fact that it increased, like, what it was it 500% or something like that, you yeah, said, of from like military mili- recruitment. recruitment. Yeah. So maybe that's not great. But I mean, but- also, it's like, if I, I think, like, what is funny about this movie is that, like, they're never, they are in real combat, but, like, it really is just, they're like. They're never, like, fighting. There's yeah. a training element to it that I find hilarious and that's yes. how well it works yes. for recruitment purposes. It's like, if, like, I was, like, practicing, like, chess or whatever right. and I got recruited. Like, that's the movie. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. What? What's well, anyway, like, a practice movie. It's, like, a sports movie. You it, know what it, I mean? it is a sports movie. Yeah. It's a sports movie where the planes are the, your weapon the game. of choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your um, bat. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, do you want to guess the average letterbox rating for this movie? I do. And you know what? I think I think most people actually feel similarly to us. I think there are some people who love this movie. I think there are some people who are lukewarm on this movie. So I'm gonna go somewhere in the middle. I'm gonna say this has a three six. Okay. It is actually a three three. Wow. Yeah. Lower than I expected. Most people give this movie three stars, which I think is pretty That's accurate. pretty fair. Yeah. Um, but three hundred and one K people have seen it on Letterboxd. There is about twenty K reviews. Most of them are just like gay. this is gay. Or this isn't as gay as I thought it would be. Or, hmm, this is gay in ways I didn't expect. So there you go. <laughs> the, or the rainbow of gays. Um, I would just like to shout out my favorite review oh, from oh boy. Jack Attack, which says, this is just call me by your name, except the peaches are replaced with jets that go really fucking fast. That's really good. That's really which good. I think it's really it's funny. a funny review. Um, anyway, that that's Top Gun. That's Top Gun. Woo! We got topped. So, like, you got Maverick, all right, and he's on the edge, man, and he represents on the fucking line, all right? And you got Iceman and all his crew, and they're gay, they represent gay men, all right? <laughs> uh, but what does the queer quadrant represent? But what is the queer quadrant? If on a five-star scale, qu- fucking Quinta Tarantino came on here, and he was like, Brooke Solomon, uh, what do you think is the five-star queer quadrant scale? Where is it landing for you? Good job. Um, my God, that was pretty good, actually. Okay, I like can get his positioning right. right like he talks right. like this. I with the first video that I ever saw of Quentin Tarantino was we were in film school and we were watching some video about how he how he edits, and I think the entire class was like, oh, we didn't realize like how coked up he was <laughs> all the time. He just hops on and he's like, the crazy thing about editing is that you're remaking the movie. Yes. You can't believe that the movie needs to be remade, but it does, and you're on the editing room floor. Like it's truly wild. Anyway, um, film is coming out of his hair, <laughs> celluloid everywhere. Bleeding from both nostrils. <laughs> okay. Top Gun. Yes. Where is it landing on the queer quadrant for you, Brooke? Where are you playing with the boys? I have no idea what I'm about to say. Like, I actually have no idea. Like, I have it's, no idea. It's definitive. This is, it is definitive. you know, one of the most highly regarded queer movies, but is it queer enough for you? I have my answer. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I do, actually. I think that despite maybe if it is like the most textually in there or not i actually think this rewatch and rereads and like studying of it is incredible to watch how like fetishized and queer the movie is i think it is impossible to deny the love story at the center of it and how gay it is i think also one of the biggest factors in my where i'm going to put it is actually the legacy of it and how it's interpreted by the culture i think that 
if the movie is more gay or less gay, it's sort of at this point where it honestly like almost doesn't matter because it's become such a cultural touchstone. That's so true. That I think I have to give it five stars no matter what, yeah. just because it has become so emblematic of subtextual gay movies, whether or not it's actually gay. I think the conversation around it is so engrossing on a large scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so interesting because I feel like usually we are kind of like, okay, well like we want the movie to stand on its own. Right. But in this case in particular, I think that like you can't really divorce the movie kind from of its impossible legacy. To, yeah. It's not the same as being like, well, if this was made today, how would we feel like it would reflect? Like, right. no, like so much about this movie is like the public perception around it. Exactly. Um, I think that I am going to agree with you Interesting. for the okay. sake for the sake of like yeah. a nice clean a nice clean rainbow stand. They're heading to the sky five on stars. the rainbow bridge. Yes, five yes. stars for me. Like I was kind of like waffling I was like four four and a half but I do I think that like I feel the same though sometimes it's just that undeniable I think that's the thing is it's like it it's like if we're just if I was gonna just look at this as like a, a this came out today and I'm like okay quick rating how do I feel this is how gay it is but it's like this movie as we were saying there's been like 40 years of conversation about, about how gay this how movie gay it is. is yeah and like how that move this movie is like led to people coming out and like led to all these conversations the homo, like the the gay awakenings right, the like exactly. utter like homoerotic environment yes. of this movie and, like how what it like it led to like all the Bruckheimers and Bay homoeroticism is like stemming from this from movie. Gun, yeah. So it's like when you have a whole genre of movies so defined by one movie, how can you kind of overlook that? I you know, totally agree. I'm so yeah. glad you went first. That's what I. That's what I'm here for. Hey, I'll be your wingman today. Oh, bullshit! You'll be mine. <laughs> Great, rainbow standard. Great, five stars all around. We love it. Woo! Oh my gosh. Okay, I feel like we just climbed. Mount Everest. This was we did. obviously we didn't want to do this movie too early. You, you don't. Couldn't. You can't get blow your you, load right I out was, the gate. Ooh, Brooke, you <laughs> naughty. You gotta hold it back. Ooh, you gotta, you gotta rush it. to Kelly McGinnis to take a shower <laughs> at a stranger's apartment. Um, like I, but Would I would you I, ever do that? Yeah, it's insane to nah, me though. It depends on who it is. I think it's kind of like hot. someone you're trying to fuck if you go to their house and you're like, okay, what if I like take a shower? No, in your I place? think that I think that that's really hot. But then, like, don't you want to fuck? No, but they're th- the the point is they're thinking about you showering and then you leave. Too much, too I much get flirting. It. I get too it. much blue balling. <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, it, this felt like. The, the right time yes. to do Top Gun. I maybe eventually one day we'll do Top Gun Maverick. We'll find I don't out. Know. We'll find out. But like this is like there's not a bonus up for this. Like this is this is the movie. Top Gun. Yes. OG Get forever topped. and always. Eventually we got to do Point Break now. Now oh. that we like did one, we have to do the other. We got to space them out though. There's no. I know. Next week is not Point Break. No, sorry to hate to disappoint you. Um, next week is. The Fast and the Furious. We're back. Tokyo Drift. Vroom, vroom. Um, we are, in fact, back. You could say there's a point break element to it. Fast and Furious. Yeah, there is. Drift. Drift. Fast and Furious. Anyway, we're going to Tokyo next week. Um, But until then, we want to hear your Top Gun Maverick thoughts. We want to hear your OG Top Gun thoughts. If you have an incredible queer articles about queerness in this queer film, which exist online and are queer um send them to us yes please <laughs> we, do we want to read them we want to hear them tweet at us i don't know give us all the good shit you can find us 
mostly on Twitter. Luckily for you, I'm Brooke B. Solomon. Jordan H. Gus. And we're together at Queer Quadrant. And you can find us on Letterboxd at Brooke B. Solomon. At Jordan H. Gus. As well. And you can find the podcast on Spotify and on Apple. On the beach. In the cockpits. Wherever you care to get your podcast, become the Top Gun. Give us a follow. Give us a rate. Five stars only, just like Maverick. God damn it, Maverick. You've got to give us five stars. <laughs> um, And yeah, like we said, just tweet at us. Tell us what you think. And tune back in next week to go to Tokyo. This was a great episode on a sweating. great movie. Uh, I am sweating. It does. I feel like I'm like coming down I know. from high. a high. Um, we did a lot of cocaine for this movie. <laughs> Just we were a little bit off the chain. We it's been a, a second since we've recorded with each other. Yeah. So I did have a lot of chocolate, which is my yeah, cocaine. It's okay. I needed it. I yes. needed some too. Anyway, chocolate, not cocaine. Anyway, um, <laughs> this has been Top, top Gun. Gun. We hope you all enjoyed it. And Brooke, do you have anything you would like to leave our top listeners with? God damn it, Jordan. This might be the best episode we've ever got in the can. God You're too damn, damn talented. You drive me crazy. We've got to get you back on those <laughs> podcasts. Hell yeah. It's wild. I'm looking at the the IMDb page right now, and it's just covered in Top Gun Maverick ads. Like I'm looking Hot. at Top Gun trivia, wall surrounded by like 50 of Tom Cruise's face. Would you say you're getting topped by Tom Cruise? Yeah, sure. I'm getting topped by this Applebee's get a free movie ticket when you spend twenty five dollars. Wait, wait, we need to talk about that Applebee's ad on the the app. We are on get the app. Into, get should into put, it. Should we put it at the end of the episode? Yes. Open it up. <laughs> okay. get, dive in. Here we go. Here we go. Danger zone. <laughs>